I just understand that they suck. Uh, no, no, no! Lies, lies, deceit. But that was me, Ryan. That was me. That was me. Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On the show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we're going to answer an interesting question that came to us from you. What happens when you play a spirit that you just don't understand? Oh, this one's going to be a good one. I can feel it. I'm excited. Let's go. Join me, if you will, dear listener, back to a time nine months ago where there was a post, a hot post. It was a hot post. Yeah, from Many Windmills. Shout out to Many Windmills. Many Windmills. I know who that is. On Reddit, where at the end of season one, right when we were wrapping that up, they had posted a post on Reddit, a... Thanking us for all the work that we had done. Really sweet. Which was incredibly sweet. That completely came out of left field and caught me off guard. Yeah, no clue was coming. That was so cool. That was so awesome. Thank you for that, by the way. And B, they wanted to ask the community on various feedback on ideas on where to go next. And that blew my mind. And so many people saw this post. Mm -hmm. There were people coming from all over these various corners of the community to come in and give us ideas on things that we could talk about, things that they would like to hear. These were names I didn't even recognize. People just coming and contributing. It was so cool. And honestly, I was just so energetic looking at all this Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, look at this and look at that because it's people directly telling you what they would like to hear. And that's like the most helpful feedback (laughs) ever. (laughs) That's perfect. A lot of the topics that we go off of is A, stuff that we want to do, but B, we want to make sure that it's something that you would like to hear as well. Mm -hmm. And so this was just like the coolest post ever. Among the various and many ideas that we saw listed on that post, a certain Timothy TG came in with something to say. But before that, there is something really important that we gotta say. Extremely important. Something huge. Something massive (laughs) has happened. (laughs) Go ahead, Ryan. So, tell me, dear listener, do you hear that? Or that? Or that? Ryan, I don't hear anything. (laughs) We got a new chair, baby! (laughs) We're squeaky McSqueaks. A brand new chair. Oh, this thing is like a Rolls Royce. It is so great. So comfortable. (laughs) You let me sit in it. (laughs) But yet, you know, I want to make sure that it is properly vocalized, that we are very grateful, very, very (laughs) thankful... Oh, no, it hurts my ears. No, turn it off. For the service. Turn it off. That this faithful little uh, hardworking bar stool has given us. Take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> so we wanted to properly send off with a heartfelt goodbye to one of our most famous characters on the show. Which one of is... the loudest <laughs> on the show. Honestly, did a lot more talking than we ever have. <laughs> the most outspoken on the show. That we've had on the Kindred Sphere podcast. And the chair honestly has really become its own character. (laughs) 
Farewell, friend. In some way, I'm going to miss this chair. I won't. <laughs> and I didn't even say I that. I said in some ways. <laughs> in some weird way. So anyway, allow us this moment to have a moment of silence to reflect on this wonderful dear friend of ours. I like the idea of using Dahan. That seems cool to me. Yeah. And manifest... No. No, you're right. Manifestation popcorn. I need a new chair. (laughs) Editing Ryan here. And as you can hear already, I still have the same chair. (laughs) Okay, yeah, it's pretty bad. I was literally about to say, some days it's pretty good, some days it's pretty cranky. Right now, though. Jeez. Excuse me. Don't go. Luckily, for key... Just get it out, man. I wanted to say... No worries. Hey, look, I have the same chair. Tell the squeaks out. It was oh, it's so great! This book. Oh, well done. Is that me or you? It's me. Uh, okay. But there were times. I kind of want to get like situated in the chair get before. Get the squeaks. You know, get it. Yeah. yeah. It is absorb essence. Cost two. Speed fast. Targets another spirit. Uh, my chair. Okay. If you target another spirit, oh, they also gain one energy. That it. <laughs> That actually timed itself well. That did. <laughs> when it comes to Tidal Boon... When it comes to Tidal Boon... I think anyone who... Anyone who... Anyone who's familiar with Mist, I think, will pick it up quicker. Just say it. Wow, what's <laughs> this thing go? It's a little cranky today. It's more buildings on the island mm-hmm. because of them being harder to get rid of. Income... Hey, guess what? I hate this chair. <laughs> one day. One day. Adjust. <clears throat> and then with the serpent rouses in anger, that hold it on, needs... Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Ooh. specific wording... You're so close. The new chair's coming, buddy. It's so close. I can't wait for it to be here, dude. For I many reasons. See it. Top track, Bowden, is kind... It's kind of cool. <laughs> I recommend only going down there. <laughs> Reset. Art. Fuck. 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 Farewell, good chair. You have served well. You will live on forever in our hearts. Good riddance. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) And don't worry, the chair is not being kicked to the curb. We're just putting it upstairs. Oh. In the game room. (laughs) Where we don't record. Where it is not important how squeaky the chairs are. (laughs) It is still comfortable. But yes, let us now walk into the future. Let us walk towards the horizon with arms stretched open wide to the possibilities of fun (laughs) and enjoyment that we can have in silence. Silent chair. We're improving the show piece by piece, baby. Oh, this thing is great. I'm so glad that this is the new normal that I can accustom myself to. <laughs> All right. Back on to what Timothy TG oh, yeah, Timothy. had to say. 
I'd love to hear more about what spirits they feel they don't understand, and what happens when they play them. I love their analysis on what goes right, but what about what goes wrong? For example, Ryan mentioned a few times that he doesn't quote-unquote get Ocean. What happens when he plays as that spirit? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. So, there are actually a lot of questions here. I feel as if there's a big, juicy stake of a topic that we can really explore Just here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one, if you want a literal demonstration of what happens when I play as Ocean, go check out... <laughs> oh, yeah. Our live playthrough. Our Max Brandenburg Prussia game when we were on Honda Labras Twitch. Yeah, you get to watch it. There you go. Yeah, you can see what happens when I play as that spirit. And... To answer your question, I have no idea what I'm doing. No, it went well. <laughs> hey, stand up for yourself. It went well. You did a great job. I was so nervous. Plus, I mean, who would get an ocean just exists, right? <laughs> I was asking for so much feedback because I was so terrified. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> and you're not as used to like digital. So, okay, I yeah. had never done digital with the multiplayer thing no, before. Yeah. So I didn't know who goes when, what goes where. I've played digital literally three times prior to this. Mm-hmm. And one of those times was the night before <laughs> with Kaylin. Hey! hey! Shout out to Kaylin. How you doing, Kaylin? And the other two were like, when digital came out. I just prefer games IRL. You do. Spirit Island. That's just the thing. Okay. But, but I really enjoyed my experience with If you were to digital. ever work from home, trust yes. me, it's nice just to have yes. the digital <laughs> open. And I think there is a future for me to go and get more proficient and acclimate myself to the digital world and Hondalabra's interpretation of Spirit Island yeah. with their Steam app. I feel as if I could actually really dig it. It's just something I haven't done a whole lot of. Yeah. That's all. And I think I'm willing to do so. And so I'm actually really excited excited for the possibility of doing it more often but yeah oh my word I was like I don't know how this <laughs> game works I don't know how like the game when the multiplayer beta yeah, works yeah. and I was not expecting that we were gonna go against level a max six. level adversary difficulty 10 <laughs> so I was like but you all were such pros you john and jeff you guys were just so amazing you're so helpful oh i mean and you guys are so patient with me oh my word i'm so grateful to have you guys i didn't notice any yeah it's not like you were dragging behind oh we're all doing great it was a fun time anyway so what we've done is we have examined timothy's question here and what we've done is something really interesting john and i have each taken a different approach to Mm -hmm. how we're going to answer this question so john's going to answer for him in his own way these questions. I'm going to answer them in my way because, hey, the people we can talk about are ourselves. I'm going to make no assumptions on how other people maybe have misunderstandings and what they feel. I'm just going to talk about me. John's going to talk about him. Solely me. And then once we have done so, we'll talk about the spirits in question. So... Without any further ado. One of the first questions that was posed, because like you said, we took this from Timothy TG and then you were able to put on BGG. Sure. You kind of gave a prompt. And that was good for me too, as we worked that out. Just be like, okay, I was very literal about answering. You had listed like maybe four or five questions on on the BGG post. Well, I wanted to extrapolate the main heart of what Timothy was saying and kind of like categorize it in a way that's like kind of academic so that people can see the question and let that guide their incoming feedback because if you just like copy pasted his question it would have been maybe a little confusing it's like well what are they trying to exactly get at it's also one of those things where the question was directed specifically to To, an individual to us and so like okay well let's adapt this and we're going to answer the question but what a fun opportunity we have here to open this question up to everybody yeah so i just had to restructure the comment a little bit i didn't change the heart i feel of the question no i just wanted to open up to everybody because i was like oh i think this would be cool for all of us to hear that's what's cool because me and ryan obviously 
obviously talk a lot and we know each yeah. other's play styles or where we maybe lack in or excel in. Mm-hmm. But to hear everyone else and be like, oh, they also struggle with this. Yeah. Or they also do this when they're struggling. That's cool to read or to see and to listen to. The benefit of having an engaged and active community, especially a benefit of one that we interact with a lot on this show, yeah. is to involve them to hear what everyone has to say. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in the next yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the community feedback. But sure. ours personally. Which I am so excited for. Oh. Post just went live this weekend. Yep. You have been putting on some absolute banger I can, responses. I can't wait. I, I can't took wait. a glimpse. I took a glimpse. I didn't read. Don't read them thoroughly. No, I didn't. I we like our cold glimpse. reads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question you pose. Sorry, that was a long-winded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The BGG post says, you asked, what happens when you play a spirit that you just don't click with? Mm-hmm. And that is just very introspective. I feel in general, this is going to be almost like a raw episode. I think so. Very personal. We're really diving into the mental etymology of many of our emotions behind these strange feelings we have when we play the characters of this game. Because it's kind of like a sensitive topic. Like, what do you do when you're failing? Right. That's a tough thing to talk about. And I was going to say, that's not something that usually people advertise. No, it's like, no, <laughs> I'm best at this game and I we win or all the time. at least best foot forward. Here's who I'm strong with. If I'm going to give advice on anyone, I'll probably give advice on this sure. character, but not them. So, all right, the question, you know, like, what do you do when you just don't click with the spirit? And sadly for me... It is avoidance. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's a human being, creature of habit type thing. Okay. But I definitely fall into the trap. I'm aware of this. Okay. So I'm, you know, it's like one of those things you're aware of trying to fix. Mm-hmm. But I fall into the trap of playing spirits I know to a T. There's like a comfort and security there for me. Okay. So, all right. I'll kind of like explain. There's spirits that I've been through so many different situations with. So, if an early blight comes up, cool. I know that River can do blank. Sure. Or a bad first event. Like, oh, man, I wasn't expecting this. I know Trickster can pivot and do such and such. Mm. So, there is a comfort there for me. Like, you know, you got your mainstays. Like, even if everything's falling apart, I've been in this scenario so many different times with a set spirit. I just yeah. feel comfort there. Sure. But if you're on aware with it or you don't click or you're just not as proficient with the spirit like yeah oh it's all falling apart i mean there's a warmth of safety that a comfort zone brings you mm-hmm. i think a good example because ryan you know me so well we like to play smash bros i love smash mm-hmm. bros ultimates and there's like 80 plus characters oh the yeah. game's huge mm. i play or am decent at like three of them mm. two of them being the pits yeah <laughs> Dark Pit and just regular Pit. Yep. I think, though, that's actually really important in that game. It's good to have an anchor. Okay. That you can have a fallback. And I think it's good to understand how at least one character works. Because yeah. then you can start to examine and explore various avenues and aspects of the game. And you can compare them to your anchor. Yeah. And kind of learn from there. I know all the matchups with my yeah. anchor. I know they're better against heavies or mm-hmm. worse against combo characters. Mm-hmm. You're so right. But I think that becomes like a crutch for me. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I'll just always stick with them because I know them and I won't try other things. Mm -hmm. I love when you can have an actual argument with somebody and the way you resolve it is, all right, you and me, town and city, three stock. (laughs) Three stock. No (laughs) items. Let's go. No items. Let's go. (laughs) And the other person knows exactly what you mean. Ryan goes to Bowser. I'm like, no. (laughs) That side smash hurts. settle this. (laughs) You do that grab. Like men. Oh, I love that thing. But it has horrible end lag if you miss that so use it sparingly yeah use it sparingly but a very strong secret move. for me with bowser is to use that neutral special the flame breath that has so much more utility than i originally gave it credit damage. for damage 
Forty percent from oh, it's great. Rest. I actually like using it to close the distance and for defense. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Anyway, back okay. to Spirit Island. All right, so that's just kind of who I am. I kind of get fixated on, on one character, Spirit, mm-hmm. Dark Pip. What's cool about this podcast, it's almost like pushed me to try and learn and examine all the yeah. spirits. So like when we did our first impression series, like we played every single spirit and we played games with them and we took time with them and mm. we obviously there were first impressions. So they're again, raw or just like right off the cuff, but we, you know, dived into them. What? Remember how I said, and I legitimately had this, the rule that I self-imposed on myself where I wasn't allowed to play as a spirit again until I had played everybody? Yeah, until you got through the list. That was true. If there was some sort of written record of who I played with, you would have seen Earth, Lightning, River, Shadows, Mm -hmm. Green, Thunderspeaker, and going down the line for more and so on and so forth. And then once I got to all the high complexities and I was getting near the end of the list... Wildfire, serpent, ocean, bring your dreams a nightmare. Green, 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 uh, green, green, I do the green, same thing. green. <laughs> I do the same thing. I, <laughs> I had played green so many times. <laughs> and, you know, I played. I was like, this spirit is amazing. <laughs> green, green, green. But that is a cool thing where you can just get good at something. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm agreeing with you. That was all to say I 100% agree. And even with my rule, the first thing I did when I was free from that rule was yeah. immediately go back to one spirit and never play anything else for a while because maybe you didn't click with with certain spirits (laughs) yep but because of you know our first impression series or eventually spirit analysis or even like playthroughs Mm. it has been fun to play different spirits i don't know if you've noticed this or anyone at home but whenever we played a game for either like the adversary series or so far the scenario series i've tried playing a different spirit every time i've noticed have you have i have so i've done like many mines with russia i did green Mm -hmm. when we did wildfire green yes Uh, river with Habsburg. finder finder miss with sweden that was fun that was actually wanted to do a combo who we never see talked about never no and everyone can play with everyone yeah today i just saw one that said vengeance and Earth was a hilariously fun time for the poster that had oh, made the post on Reddit. That'd be fun. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and so like, and no we blight. never saw Finder Mist and it was a fun opportunity to be like, hey, let's just take our favorite best characters that yeah. we just love and regardless of how we think they would click, let's just see what happens. But what's so cool <laughs> is how well they did click. Took down a top level adversary. It was phenomenal. I thought it was good. It was tough. Oh, definitely. It was tough, ah, but yeah. we had because Mist is not adequately equipped to handle their escalation <laughs> as well as other characters in the game i feel but the simple combination of let me gather everyone and then let me hit everyone for one yeah and save the damage was actually yeah. really really <laughs> nice. really good and you got all that fear yeah. but yeah i think i played like lightning for england mm. and vengeance for blitz yeah vengeance for blitz in dahan insurrection i played trickster yeah like you said it's so easy for me just to like where's river this like, to play or yeah yeah no seriously maybe now so shadows is like let me just pick this spirit mm. i know i have good odds of winning mm. with this spirit so i'm trying to work on that so that is my gut instinct of that question what happens when you play a spirit you don't click with is like well i don't play them again yeah avoidance you said but i think this podcast and then the community and just seeing other people like you're talking about these playthroughs are interesting it is kind of pulling me out of my shell 
Mm-hmm. And you've talked about, like, you said this in Blitz, just get your money's worth. It's yeah. something that came in the box. Yeah. If I'm only playing three spirits and I spend whatever which on is this fine, game. Which is fine, by the way. Which is fine. But for me, I think I can grow personally. Mm-hmm. If you just want to get stay fixated on one spirit, if you just want to do, you know, million games of Starlight, that's great. You know, that is an endless rabbit trail you can go down and still mm-hmm. have fun. But it has been cool to try and push myself out yeah. of that sort of thing. So, like I said, my gut instinct when I don't click is to never play them, but I'm aware of this and just trying to break that habit. Sure. So I guess that's... I think uh, that's laudable. Yeah, I feel, like, super vulnerable. <laughs> I When I don't like something, open, I push it away. You're in a safe space, John. You can talk Thanks. freely. Here. Yeah, no one's listening, right? Where'd that shades just, come from? <laughs> where's this pillow? I was gonna say, where's the pillow? <laughs> it's just me and you, right, buddy? I'm wearing glasses all of a sudden. <laughs> when do we start recording? Uh, uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first question. What's that patient confidentiality thing? Like, yeah, is that like HIPAA or something? <laughs> so that is the first question that you pose. The next question, again, I just kind of broke each question down. Sure. I took one by one. Sure. We asked, what happens when things go wrong? What, what do you do? <laughs> That's where the rubber meets the road, man. It does. <laughs> this was hard. Because it's, you're right. This was a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. It's like, oh, what do I do? What yeah. is my fallback? All right. When things go wrong, this is a terrible habit. And I put this in caps. I do not recommend this to listeners at home. This is something like, what I'm going to say, please don't do. But specifically with Spirit Island, when the game starts going poorly... And say I'm with a spear that I'm still figuring out, you know, just like I'm not super sure about or sure. these innates are Your weird. Special Yeah, my confidence is not at hundred percent. I reclaim immediately. I mean And yeah. I could have like two or three cards in my hand ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, I should reclaim. Have you ever played a video game where your character has a dodge roll ability? Yeah. And there are some things where there's like a jump scare or something happens and you immediately back dodge. Yeah, and he's like... Even if you didn't have to, you just, whoo, back dodge. It's like an instinct. <laughs> and that is my back dodge. For real, that reclaim. Yeah. I, I could have cards left in my hand, don't care. I just need to get that starting hand back. Sure. You know, may, I can re-trigger those innates. It just feels like I'm resetting everything. I feel it. But it's... It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Google a Fanta Skippy guide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's not. Don't, don't, Help me. Don't do what I'm saying. Because unless I'm playing a specific character, maybe a rock character, I'm probably stunting myself and not growing. Mm. I'm probably maybe going to have some energy, maybe getting a card. Most major or minor. reclaims, most growth ones are yeah. pretty, pretty refreshing yeah. in that way. But I'm not spreading out. I'm not usually. Like, usually. Yeah. Unless stone or earth or you yeah. know there's some pick twos and stuff right. you're not retreating you're just regrouping to so, recollect whatnot i think and i was you know a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. especially after that gift and boon card series that yeah. rankings that we had mm-hmm. i had some powers i'm like why do i have these so high this gift of power or these powers that would give cards mm-hmm. i think it's because i hate reclaiming because i reclaim too much mm-hmm. it's almost like oh, it's like okay i hate reclaiming because it's something it's so easy for me to do sure so these powers that give me more powers to add to my hand where i made i don't have to fall back and reclaim mm-hmm. that is something i very much treasure yeah and value highly i mean it got so bad to the point early in gaming where i would hunt for reaching grasp in the minor deck I mean, that's not a bad thing to do. It's, it's a good card. It's a good card. But the reason being, 
targeting was difficult for me because I wasn't spreading out. Mm. And I had so few presents on the actual island because I was continually reclaiming. So I'm like, I need reaching grabs to get lands two away. I was almost... I can see your early career you Earth games where you have like six <laughs> presents on one land. <laughs> yeah, just keep reclaiming. Rain zero, rain zero, rain zero, just growing in rain zero. Yeah, you don't have to go there. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's fine. But what if they hit me there? <laughs> so I was almost making myself like an ocean. Where I was just like no stretch across the island. I could have no range. I wasn't able to jump three lands away or lure four lands away. I'm acting like I'm past it. I still, if I'm in a tough game and... You still feel that I still feel like, maybe I should just reclaim and get everything back. (laughs) When in doubt. I like those cards I have. You know, I usually like a starting hand. Maybe I'll get a good minor or major. There's... Mm. Because not every growth two, growth three, growth four, whatever, maybe those don't give you new powers. So there's also like that fallback. Yeah. Because usually most growth ones, like you said, give you a new power. Sure. So I'm thinking I'll get all my powers back. I'll get a new power that's going to fix everything. You know, it's like yeah. these lies you kind of <laughs> tell yourself. Yeah. Not lies, but you're just like you're motivating yourself. Like maybe this could happen. Sure. So that is something when things go wrong. I was thinking just specifically with Spirit Island. Obviously, if we go like right, right. <laughs> in life, whoa, we'd be here all day. <laughs> how much time Yeah, you how got? much time you got? I should start paying you. There, there you <laughs> just go. Just talk. But yeah, that is something I really noticed. Like, I need to fix that. Maybe I can let a blight go. Mm. Let a build go and instead grow. And I'll be thinking myself down the line when I can get three energy every turn. Yeah. Or something. Instead mm. of only being stuck at one or two energy. In a very general sense, I do feel as if, and I've had this two subconsciously this assumption i'm actually going to talk about this a little bit later okay there are some things where even though there literally is no written law saying that this is the case sometimes you feel as if i shouldn't be doing this because the successful version of correctly playing this character is one where this particular thing isn't spammed Mm. i feel as if one of those things for me is not doing the same growth option again and again and again and again Because most growth options provide you one cool thing or maybe two cool things, but not everything you need. So it's like nutritionally getting just this Mm. and other growth options give you other nutrients for your quote unquote diet. And if you only ever spam this one thing, you're not getting your full dietary needs. It's like I'm only eating potato chips. Sure. Every day. Kind of. And potato chips are good. I can survive. Right. Potentially. But it's not necessarily healthy. Like I said, I'll get into this later, but I totally feel that but that's interesting that you and i had like the same thought but you more towards the allegiance towards growth one and me it's avoiding repeating the same growth action that growth one is just so <laughs> but i it's feel like gold's allure just, for yeah. me ah, <laughs> one thing that was <laughs> one thing that was funny honestly i've only really mentioned gold's allure for volcano twice I feel maybe like, three times why do i feel like it comes up so much you have actually mocked me for saying it more than, more than, than <laughs> i have said it <laughs> i feel like comes up in our games like it is a good maybe, card and you maybe. can gather a town and strife i think it's because i had such an explosive euphoria with what that card actually oh what it does that's perfect oh oh this is much better than i thought <laughs> i didn't expect it to go this and way so then i think i had like a attitude of i gotta tell the world for a while and then okay the energy abated it's just a good card now i have that proven no but i'm still <laughs> keeping that energy going <laughs> hey, i like having inside jokes <laughs> Anyway, but I guess what I was trying to say was there's sometimes it's like I feel as if I probably should have done another growth option. Yeah. I feel as if I reclaimed just now and that was probably too early. I feel as if even though I may have gotten hit with a blight.
right, it was probably better for me long term to do something else. Have you ever done something that was good for your short term? And at the immediate moment, you're happy, but you're kind of bummed because you're like, long term, I don't think that was the best play. Buddy, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, because there's a problem right now facing me in front of me. Anyone who's ever played chess is like, uh, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, I, I need to get this rook out of the way. But had I not done that. No. Yeah, it's like, oh, now their queen is like taking yeah. over. With this, you know, looking back, like you were talking about, mm. you are very focused on the now and the present. And then when you get to the future, I become regretful. And that okay. almost like leads into my analysis paralysis, if that ever happens. Like, mm. man, I wish, why didn't I do this? Or it's like, I feel like I'm fixing all the past John mistakes. Okay. And then, yeah. So it's almost like when Laura talks about the limited undo, it's like, man, I wish I can go back three <laughs> turns, even though I revealed so many events and invader right. cards or something. Sure. But it's like, I should have done this. And then you kind of get stuck it's like well if i would have done this then this would have happened that would have been perfect why didn't i you know so yeah i mean hindsight's always 20 you gotta have yeah a real short-term memory sometimes when you mess up because the game is so unpredictable it is i think that is what i've been learning it's like yes you are gonna make mistakes you're not gonna grow in the right spot you should have played this whenever different time Mm. you should have saved energy for whatever events but that's just what the game is it is so random with invader cards or events or tokens or fear cards or Mm. escalations you can see them coming but maybe you don't know what land's gonna hit or it's hard to predict Mm. and that's what makes the game fun because if you could predict it wouldn't be a puzzle it wouldn't be a game so that's what i'm trying to get better at ryan is like not beating myself up not reflecting too much on like i wish i would have done this and because of that maybe i can look forward and be like hey let's take that leap yeah let's take that jump it's okay you had talked about early games with earth and lightning Mm. and earth there was a security and growing and reclaiming yeah oh so great because we teach the game a lot to new players i think that is like one huge thing that earth has going for them yeah as a starter spirit Mm. one of the low complexities right and growth one lets you place a presence at range two yeah which is really the farthest jump. one, too, yeah. of all their growth options. And you get all your oh, cards back. Yes. You can go far because growth three lets you go one away. Growth two lets you go put a presence out there, but it's at range zero. But growth option one allows you to send it two away, which is great. Some of the spirits in the base game, you get a lot at the reclaim. With lightning, yeah. you get a card and an energy. Same with river, you get a card and energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thunderspeaker, you get <laughs> two, two cards. Two. So it's like... That's crazy. That is very enticing for me. Me to go to trickster and fangs um <laughs> but that came later like they get like later yeah, in our yep. plays you know sure so, sure and then their shadows just like you get nothing <laughs> energy there's no energy here you want your cards here <laughs> now leave it's like the soup nazi from it's, yeah it's, it's such a cold Seinfeld. shoulder it's like do i get any more <laughs> no soup for you <laughs> you get the bare minimum and nothing else and that's <laughs> it so i guess it's not every spirit in the base game clearly <laughs> but there's ocean that gets like two energy right yeah. in, it's a good thing. You are replenished for reclaiming. It's almost like you are getting gas or whatever. It's a stopping point. Sure. A resting ground. But if I'm only doing that, mm. that is not good. So, mm. man, that question really smacked. That yeah. took me time. Before I even like typed out an outline of my thoughts, it was just like, wow. Because it's one of those things. Sometimes when you do something, you don't realize you're doing it. Yeah. That's where just having close friends or a spouse or whoever, a partner... 
they can constructively, hopefully nicely, tell you things that you, <laughs> if you don't hear that, you're just going to keep going down that same path. So I've noticed I do that with reclaiming and going to hmm. growth one, like you were saying. So now I'm just going to make a joke every time I see you do a reclaim. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I needed to, Ryan. Did I needed you? to. My hand was zero, Did I swear. You? <laughs> Ryan's like, you could have done no cards. You're playing wildfire, John. Well, I mean, you did do a no reclaim build. I did. <laughs> But that was for was the that memes. your swan song yeah, of like self liberation and independence? Free. <laughs> <I'm> free. Free <laughs> <last. laughs> He's liberated from the shackles of his mind. <laughs> no, that was for the memes, and I almost cost us the game. But memories. <laughs> Shout out to Tim. Uh, but yeah, that was. Uh, thank you for that question. Seriously, yeah. I know Timothy TG started this whole thing, but yeah, mm. thanks for just kind of breaking down that question. So yeah, that is what happens when things go wrong, and that is what I do, mm. and. I am trying to, like you said, fix that. Maybe reclaim less or maybe don't play a card, a turn and grow instead. Things like that. I'm just trying to play around. And it almost makes you play the game in a different way, Mm. too. It's like, okay, I can get around not playing a card as lightning Mm. type of thing. And I can grow because it's so hard to get cards as lightning. And it's so hard to get presents and you have to pick and choose. So Some of the most important lessons I've learned with Spirit Island came from a setting where I had no idea what to do because of this. I was playing as someone who I didn't understand. And so there was a particular lesson I learned from an environment that I normally would not have experienced if I wasn't in this very unique situation that wasn't as safe as what I usually like to play with. Mm -hmm. But since I did take that risk and did have this bad thing happen to me, I was able to be in this unique environment where I learned this particular lesson. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but that's something you're hitting on that I totally resonate with. I think a thing that I tend to do because I just like pain or I like a challenge. I usually like play New Spirit and play the difficult way too high. It's like, mm. dude, John, just play the System base game. Yeah. yeah, you like to jump into the deep it's end. It's like, let's try Brandenburg 6. I'm like, well, that's a really warped version of Spirit Island. And to play <laughs> a brand new Spirit with only eight turns and starting with a stage three, three card, card, it's like, why are you trying to do that, John? We don't even know what the third card does. So things like that, I'm trying to... <laughs> sure. <laughs> just trying to better learn or when I'm not proficient with the Spirit, maybe just take it easy. We are exact opposites in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, let's just throw it to the fire. I'm just sitting here like, okay, just make sure I take it one at a time, a little bit. Maybe let's just ease into it, you know? Deep end. And see. John's just like, let me out of a sink or swim. <laughs> well, they suck. <laughs> They're terrible. No. They, they can't handle Sweden 6. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even move in blight out there. <laughs> Why can't they even remove blight? They don't even have a special rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <Ding>. swing. <laughs> <laughs> There's this weird Paw print. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. I had to. That was a low hanging fruit, Man, but I had to. It's just blank. Oh, there's all these symbols. <laughs> or on Shadow's board, lack thereof. <laughs> well, all there's the nothing as- on these tracks. <laughs> and all the aspects remove the special room. So there you hey. go. Uh, <laughs> So sorry, yes, sorry, I sorry. need I need to dial it back. I need to become more like Ryan. Take it easy with the new spirit, John. Only in some ways, okay? Don't copy everything I do. No, no, <laughs> but you, you can definitely learn from your peers, yeah. or from people around you, yep. your friends. Just be like, oh, I see them doing this, and yep. that seems like it works for them. Yep. Let me try it. Iron sharpens iron. Definitely. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So I believe that, and yeah. I usually just ignore what Laura's doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's wise. <laughs> That's friends are not a fool according to their body. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably for the best. No, I know she. 
We love having her as a game partner. Yeah, yeah she's one of she some games. She makes for just wonderfully hilarious games. She's legit put a lizard on the island one time. <laughs> like, our lizard's like, and this is... I'm like, well... <laughs> And it just pooped. Okay. Uh, oh no! Is that what happened to Board uh, D? Uh, we don't use Board D. <laughs> Two wetlands. Well, one's a brown. Well, one. now it's all wetlands. <laughs> That's all wetlands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely can learn from each other for yep. sure. So. The next question you pose, that's when we start bringing up spirits. Mm. So that is something we will get into as a pair, or we will kind of go back and forth because, you know, there's definitely certain spirits, and this was another vulnerable thing. Like, we are the Kindred Spirit podcast. Not that we have to, but sometimes you feel like, oh, we should know how to play this, or people are listening to us for advice or thoughts on spirits on the game. And Like we said before, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to make an unqualified statement if I know that there's going to be many ears listening to it. Yeah. And so, like, I don't want to talk about things that I don't understand. I don't think anyone would want to listen to someone who'd only played somebody one time or two times. Like, mm-hmm. no. Like, and that's one of the reasons why we do play as all the characters yeah. so many times and so often. There are many people, there's a lot of players in this community, which this is fine, by the way, but who haven't even played every single character from the game once. Mm-hmm. To be fair, there's 35 spirits in there, all right, it's including the aspects, yeah. which is a lot of people, okay? And I'm not denying that in any way, shape, or form. But to me, that seems so alien. Like, <laughs> what? You haven't even played everyone? We're creatures oh, yeah, I just played four people. Yeah. That's it? You only played four spirits? Yeah, maybe this one sometimes. Really? That's fine. Yeah. That's like, wow. Okay. Right on. But yeah, no, I mean, it's weird to purposefully talk about someone that you like suck with. Yeah. <laughs> what I like, I like how we reach out to the community because so many people give such good feedback and have yeah. so many plays. Or even with our fear episode, we reached out to like fear spirit players. Mm-hmm. Lean and- on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're not strong. <laughs> and I'm out of cards. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's been really cool with reaching out to people, to the community, to certain players. Oh, you made this. You wrote a guide for this. Mm-hmm. So-and-so. Help us. Right. why in. I ask you questions when I'm playing Finder. Yeah, it's just like, let's help each other out mm-hmm. and give each other wisdom. Mm-hmm. And that's what has been so cool about the Spirit Island community and just really enriching mm-hmm. is the amount of ways that people want to help yeah. and how they show that and how they make videos. They I will make always guides. be baffled and so grateful for the lightning fast responses on the discord hey does this work like this and literally mj within like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. bam got you fam yeah love you mj (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible great and i mean i'm playing the game at the table right now and i can literally have a player at my table say hey what happens with this and if i don't know it i can be like hold on literally give me a minute Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, You mean literally one minute. And then, but dink on my phone, look down. All right, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> it's great. And I love that. There's a willingness to help each other. And it's so quick. And so many people know this game on such an intimate level. And yeah. like, yeah, it's so cool. So, yeah, we'll get into which spirits we struggle with. It was, again, difficult to be like, man, this is hard to be honest about. Of Like, I do struggle with this so-and-so, yeah. this spirit. Or I'm just and, not good you know, at this play style. We all have spirits that we struggle with. Yeah. It's just positionally as a content creator, the last thing you want to do is like, well, I'm trying trying to maybe pursue and push content out there that's uplifting, encouraging, and informative. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I'm just like the rest of you. We're totally human. There's some people who I'm like, I, 
how do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> There's always going to be, yeah, someone who's like maybe more proficient or better at something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not fine. afraid to admit it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that too. So yeah, those were my thoughts to those questions. And then the next thing to divulge are who, who? those the next concerns co- and vocalizations and emotions are about. Right. But what we'll do is I'll go ahead and, from my standpoint, answer this question from Timothy. And then once I've given my answer, once again, just to remind you what we're doing, the structure here. Now that John's giving his answer, mm-hmm. I'll give mine, and then we'll talk about the spirits. And I'm really, really interested to see who you have and what you have to say. Yeah, I, I can't wait. So I looked at this question, and I really wanted to sink my teeth into it because this isn't a spot, like you said, where I really mentally dwell. Mm -mm. I've really started in recent times, weeks, months, days, whatever, been trying to directly challenge my shortcomings whether they be an understanding or proficiencies with certain spirits or just directly address things I am bad with. And like Hence you, said, you playing Ocean. Yeah, yeah. Forcing myself to do it because if I don't force myself to do it, I'm never going to have the day where, you know what, maybe I'll try it out someday. Maybe by happenstance, I'll go ahead and choose a spirit. Like, I'm going to have to go out of my way to do this because there's no way I'm going to accidentally play as someone who I'm bad with. I'm going to look at that character and be like, oh, I'm not good with them. I don't want to play them. <laughs> Okay, good. So you're also a creature of comfort, right? That's how I am. (laughs) So when it came to misunderstanding, I wanted to psychoanalyze myself and do a deep dive on how my brain works to help understand why I feel the way that I do. Okay. I think it's important to know how I feel about certain characters and where these emotions come from and where they go to in the moment. But I kind of wanted to understand why Hmm. I feel like this. Mm -hmm. So one thing that is definitely true of me, and I'm glad that you said it too, because I'm exactly the same. I am very much a creature of habit. Me too. Very much a creature of habit. And one thing I've realized when doing this podcast is we speak English as Americans, yet the show is being heard all around the globe, which is fascinating and it blows my mind. And I still can't boggling (laughs) get my mind around that, which is cool. There are many idioms and various phrases that sometimes I might think is normally understood and cognized at a snap where people are like, oh, yeah, I know that phrase. I know that comparison, that metaphor, that figure speech. So I don't need someone to explain it. But just to play things safe, if you're unfamiliar with the term creature of habit, in essence, it means I'm incredibly loyal to staying with something that worked for me in the past. Mm -hmm. And I am naturally unwilling or not inclined to try something new. Like I said, it's only in recent years I've really begun to try to be more open-minded to things. And that's not just with Spirit Island. Correct. Right? Just life in general? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But here we're talking about Spirit Island. Right, right, right. So when looking at a spirit that I don't understand, what are the things that keep me from understanding it like others? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, usually, when I started to think about this, its design doesn't follow that of another spirit who I do understand. Sometimes its design doesn't line up with how I thought they would perform or how I thought a spirit of that element should behave. Oh. It doesn't have enough of the capabilities I regularly use to get by. Perhaps it doesn't cover all of the bases. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you're familiar with the phrase, when in doubt, go back to the basics or go back to the fundamentals. Well, 
It's uneasy to try to go back to the basics or fundamentals when the spirit I'm playing as doesn't even have access to those basics <laughs> or fundamentals. <laughs> Are we back to game changers? They warp the game too much. <laughs> so there are two themes that you can kind of detect here with what I just said. One, there's definitely a theme of unmet expectations on my part. Second so you thing, have like the end game in mind mm, type of thing, or how the spirit should finish by the end of the game, or how mm, they, their fullest form or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And I'll get into it. Okay, okay. And the second theme is I really need to define some of these terms that I'm using. Okay. The term of success, basics, fundamentals. I'll add understanding and proficiency. What am I meaning when I say these things? Because I'm guessing that I define these things maybe a little bit different than someone else might. So let's talk about unmet expectations. There is a phrase that you've heard me utter sometimes, and I try to remember this phrase in life because I actually think it's really important to remember this, and that is there are few things more damaging in this life than unmet expectations. And it can happen in so many ways. Mm. So sometimes I have noticed that I've had a subconscious assumption about a character and they turned out to be different from who I thought they'd be. Mm. So this could be a mechanical difference. The way that they play was different than I assumed they'd be. Or perhaps they were thematically different okay. from what I thought they would be. Sometimes it's both. Mm. <laughs> and so... <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Nothing was right. But hey, that happens. Yeah. And even though you literally have no reason to believe that a character should behave thematically or mechanically in a certain way, it's weird when their nature disagrees with the subconscious assumption you made about them, and it's surprising how much of a palpable disconnect you feel when this happens. I am picturing you just like messaging <laughs> Eric Royce, hey, you got the spirit wrong. <laughs> no, I would never. <laughs> you should have done this power. What do you mean this doesn't do this thematically? <laughs> What do you mean Downpour gets their presents back? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But it's in removed presents. That's destroyed. I lied. <laughs> As I have from the very beginning. <laughs> so when it comes to examples of unmet expectation, there are literally hundreds of thousands of them. Right. Oh, I thought you were younger. Mm. Oh, I thought you were older. Oh, I thought you can fill in the blank. There's one that's kind of comedic, probably one of the biggest ones that I'll apply here to our current situation. This next example actually happens in radio or podcasting a lot. I guess it could happen with an audiobook, but especially with radio and podcasts. Okay. When you listen to somebody for a long time while never seeing them, your brain can subconsciously make an assumption on how that person might look. You get accustomed to this person. Over time, you get to learn much about them, what they like, what they dislike, mm. traits about their personality, stories from their past, etc. You can form a connection to this person based on these things, even though you have no idea what they look like. And much of human understanding, because we're social creatures, is based on that, what they look like. It's yeah. a part of that person. Part of their character is their likeness. The eyes are the window to the soul. That yes. whole thing. And then there perhaps comes a time where you actually get to see what they look like. It's jarring. I hate and it. And nine times out of ten, your perceived image of them looks 
nothing like their actual likeness. And there's nothing wrong with it. But now it can be weird because your understanding of them is shaken a bit because they look nothing like how you pictured them. Is this why you always want to do selfies? (laughs) So people can see what they look like? No. (laughs) The closeness you may have felt with them is now lessened a smidge because it feels like their familiarity just took a hit because of this quote-unquote betrayal. Mm. So we've all heard the phrase, never meet your heroes, because who you thought they were and who they actually are can be quite different. Once again, the point I'm telling they you... They never live up to what <laughs> They you, never do. Yeah. And the point being, this again teaches the lesson of how strong an unmet expectation can be. Because nothing bad actually happened. Mm-mm. It was just different from what you assumed. And isn't it weird how almost offended you feel? Like, oh, I feel <laughs> let down. I thought they would look cooler. <laughs> or in the like the meet your hero thing, I thought they'd be... More awesome than yeah, that. Not, not a jerk. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno's a dick? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> what? I'm so mean. <laughs> so, whoa. What the? I'm so, What? <laughs> Guess who's here? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello. Come on in, <laughs> sweetums. Um, so Laura just walked in. <laughs> I had to kick down that sticky door there. It swells. Um, it swells. Yeah, um, the the, the door sometimes, yeah, the, the house shifts and the Listen, door kind of... Listen, we fixed the chair. We can only do so many things at once. <laughs> you all well, own doors. You know how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and in the summertime it swells, but... You look great, sweetie. I thought you were working. <laughs> I smell like death. <laughs> well, that's really a problem because don't you work at a bakery? <laughs> we all smell like death. <laughs> oh, no. How are those cockroaches? <laughs> oh, no. I killed one with Raid today in the basement. It was fun. I, like, chased what it around happening? with the Raid. You're like, die, what die, 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 die. And then he died. We're so good at staying on topic. <laughs> Welcome. Well, welcome, Hello. Laura, to the show. <laughs> I heard we were talking about misunderstood spirits. I had some thoughts on that, so... I just was like, I'm going to come in. I get the impression that John lets you know about this, because how else could you have known? (laughs) I have a women's intuition. (laughs) We don't talk. (laughs) Uh, Okay, hi. Uh, Welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, Laura just joined live. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you about um, how your day was, but let's get back to the topic, I guess. (laughs) My day was pretty good. Thank you. Right on. Here's questions for you, Laura. Mm. This is what we're going over while you're here, (laughs) while you're flying by. What happens when you play a spirit that you don't click with? Uh, We really want to know. Tears. (laughs) A sense of existential dread. Thoughts of divorce papers. What's happening? Nice. (laughs) Usually a fight. More tears. Things are said that cannot be unsaid. This is what Eric Royce loves to hear. (laughs) You bring so much joy. Should I, should I leave this in? <laughs> no. Do we cut those? Come back, come back, come back. We'll do it live. We'll write it. We'll do it live. I think. Please. Why not? Why not? <laughs> screw it. Let's run with it. Let's run go. with it. Why not? That's why Why my not? mom doesn't understand our relationship. Seriously, screw it. Let's just do it live. Let's just keep going. Let's why not? It. Let's just do it. <laughs> so, so what do you do for real, though, when yeah. you play a spirit you don't click with? I complain a lot and make everybody else unhappy. But for real, I don't enjoy playing a spirit that I don't click with because Which it is, is such fine. a commitment to play Spirit Island. You know, it takes like two hours or three hours if people insist on reading all of the event cards and debating them. And Sometimes so, it's necessary, yo. So 
the game. <laughs> Farmers! So, we must deliberate! Farmers! <laughs> when I find myself playing a spirit that I'm just like, I don't understand it, I'm frustrated, there's only a few that I'm like, I really don't understand. Most of them make kind of mm-hmm. sense to a rudimentary level. You're like, I'm not rocking this, but I'm not dead, I guess. Mm-hmm. But usually I'm just like, I'm not having fun with that character. Hmm. And I'm such a casual gamer. I know some of you out here, like, John's played, I don't know, so many millions on the iPad. or One million. <laughs> like, you play more, or, like, Ryan's just so good at just sitting there and looking at cards and, like, having a whole game erupt in his head. His brothers can do that, too. It's pretty amazing and incredible. But, you know, you guys in love learning about the lore of it. Uh, I don't care. So when I'm playing the game, that's when I'm learning about the spirit and how to play the spirit. Other than looking up what Ray says about every spirit. And I'm like, what do I do here? Well, what did Ray say last time? Love you, Ray. I was going to shout out Ray. (laughs) We can all shout out Ray. But do you know what I mean? Where I'm not going to sit there and like, let me really think through how to understand vengeance. If I'm playing vengeance, that's when I'm figuring out vengeance. And if vengeance doesn't click with me, I'm like, well, that was fun. Anyways, never again. Back to stone. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think that you have to, like, commit to learning something new sometimes? My learning style is, do I care? Yes, I'll learn everything about it. Do I care? Nope, not learning it. And that's why I didn't take physics. (laughs) Either I care or I just really have no interest and can't learn it. So, yeah, there has to be something making me want to learn that character. So you're joking around a lot, but you do care about this game. You do get enjoyment from it. Oh, I absolutely do. I love the game. It's so much fun. Don't get Mm. me wrong. It's not something that I'm sitting around, like, theorizing over. You know, I'm part of the Spirit Island subreddit, and I like to see other people's contributions contributions and thoughts and that's fascinating but i'm not gonna sit there and like go debate on the discord like john does all night long (laughs) we don't talk to each other (laughs) we don't talk anymore (laughs) if you're millennials and married you are just sitting on your phones in bed separately and then you're like why can't i sleep (laughs) we should probably get back to the topic Okay, so that is what you do if you are struggling with a spirit. What are spirits specifically that you struggle with? What is that fractured day's nonsense? (laughs) What? Why? I don't even with that one. It feels as if there are many people who could probably agree with that sentiment. Right. Like most of the other spirits I have a hard time with. I'm like, okay, conceptually, I understand like the workings of this, I guess, a little bit. I just don't like playing this spirit. I don't really love it. Fractured days. That one just gives me an existential crisis every time I look at the cards. Mm. You know, I like, yeah, what in the world? I don't like physics. I don't like time travel. And I don't want to play them. You should read the past returns. Just read it. Just read it. Cost to use. N time and spirits jointly play N energy where N equals numbers of players. Why do I have to get a piece of scratch paper out just to like play this card? I felt your soul leaving your body as you read that. Here it goes. Swap the top card of the invader deck with a card in the invader discard that is within one invader stage of it. Now I have to do some more mental math. What is this? I'd rather do the thing about people buying 87 watermelons. The discarded card. Oh, there's more. The fabled guy from math who they warned us about <laughs> yeah. Laura you're, you're only on paragraph two for the past returns I hate everything <laughs> then the discarded card stays face down you can't swap cards that don't exist this that... whole spirit shouldn't exist no. oh. <laughs> that's okay Ted agrees with Laura there <laughs> on the spirit <laughs> he said that he's very glad that the spirit exists to those who love it <laughs> that's such a nice way of putting it I hate the spirit 
I also think Laura, I don't care to have a spirit like in. Like you play Lure, another one that I just don't care for. I know Lure is supposed to be like whatever the best of everything. Oh, don't like it, don't want it. But I don't mind having Lure in a game. Fractured Day shows up in a game and I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. So now this is starting to feel like a personal attack because I play <laughs> Fractured a lot. Um, Memoirs with Laura. In the majority of our games, I oh play word. Fractured Days. Laura, you're going to get us canceled. Like- I have gotten so, I've helped you out so often, Laura, with so many boons and giftings and, you know, making powers fast and extra card plays. But I guess you just don't care. I didn't understand any of it. I didn't ask for it and I don't want it. Hey, guys, should I, like, keep this around. <laughs> is ryan still here t- okay i will say i joke <laughs> no i still don't like fractured days that's okay and that that's is okay. honestly okay that, that is honestly i okay. understand people yep. really enjoy it yep. i think it's just a completely different play style than i'm used to mm. i just don't understand it and that's me being not smart so that seems like the number one yes other than that like i like the concept of heart of the wildfire i just haven't figured it out i've seen really good players play it People have played it and explained it. And I like moving presents or moving stuff around. The blight comes on the board. The blight goes off the board. When do I want the blight? When do I not mm-hmm. want the blight? I can't seem to get a hold of that timing. So that's a spirit that I'm like, I admire you from afar. Don't really enjoy playing you. Mm. I also mentioned Lure of the Deep Wilderness. I don't do well with slows and a lot of just slows and conversions again. You're like, okay, mentally, if I bring these in, they convert to that, right? Is that when the converts? Nope. I don't know. They break down, then they move. Yes. Breaking stuff down. Like, that's a lot of mental math for me. So, again, I understand the concept of lore being really, really good. I just haven't figured out how to play them and enjoy it. Okay. That's interesting, this whole slow thing, because you love many minds, and I always thought that was weird because you are an offensive player. You know, I don't think I like many minds as much as I thought I did. <laughs> Scratch what I was thinking. I just changed my Reddit flair from many minds, which I realized was the little flair to Thunderspeaker, because I was like, you know That's what? That's much more my accurate. My first game with many minds, I picked that really, really, really good card before they nerfed it. Sea monsters. Sea monsters. And then I yep. threw away the nerfed one, because I really liked the good one. Um, and, and she has I her had sharpie a... ridden vengeance copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I picked that card, and so it turned into a force of destruction. Mm. And then every time I've played it since, it's like when you have like a really, really, really good cheesecake, and you're like, whoa, that was amazing. And then you go back and have it the next week, and you just can't quite capture that like thrill of the first time. It's yeah. like that. And so I don't think I really love many minds. I think you still get maybe some enjoyment. I'm going to talk for how you feel now. Let me contain just ma- yourself, T. I'm going to mansplain yourself. how Laura's feeling right now. T. Ips is throwing hands right now, wherever they are. <laughs> I've seen you get some enjoyment on mines because they're very front load in the fast. So that's true. So <laughs> she loves her fast. You certainly love your fast phase. It's interesting because you almost never play River, who is another very slow character. Meh. But good offense. Yeah. Meh. Okay, so we got <laughs> Fractured Days and also... Wildfire. Wildfire. Is there a and third? Lure. Or Lure. Okay, so is that... Lure. Okay, the other biggie here. I guess I could probably play Lure and be fine with it. Finder of Paz on scene. What in the boy howdy is happening? <laughs> However, I love having Finder on yes. my team. Yep. When John plays Finder and I play Thunderspeaker, that's when it's really fun because you could clump all the stuff up and I march my army in and we blow stuff up. It's not like you're marching me back three years before and we meet the X-Men 
Batman or whatever goes on with that other character. Honestly, I feel as if you have basically summed up so many people's emotions on Finder right in that sentence. Because I've heard that sentence and iterations of that sentence so many times. I don't get them. I don't understand them. But I am oh so glad when they're on my team. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Right. John's just beaming right now. <laughs> I'm happy she likes me playing the game sometimes, I guess. Um, <laughs> Ryan had a, a fun question a few episodes past. We were talking about spirits you've played and sometimes you just like literally just shove the spirit board aside and play them. Did you ever play Finder? I can't remember. Is that another one where you just said, nope, not having it? Might have been one where I was like, maybe I'll play Finder this time. And you gave me the board and I looked at all the like, I don't know, Victorian era maze that is their <laughs> presence track Tracks, thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've had a long day. Give me something else. <laughs> where is that volcano? <laughs> so that's or a stone. That's or... a no, folks. She has not played Finder for those who keep drunk at home. <laughs> I don't know if I've played Lure either. Huh. That's not true. She's played Lure. Oh. Well, once again, it was such a bad memory, she has repressed it. <laughs> You're very good at that. We're all coming clean today, aren't we? <laughs> this is a very raw, we talked about this very vulnerable episode. We're yeah. just opening up, be getting real. Is there anything you like about this game? <laughs> it was really fun to punch all the tokens out. <laughs> but you don't even use the tokens. <laughs> I never take my games out of shrink. <laughs> Oh no! It's I all love, come I, crashing down. I love this game. I was bragging to my boss at work today about this game. Were you really? Yeah. What'd you say? I'm curious. I said my husband has a podcast, and they said hey. what? And I said it's a game, and they were like, "Oh!" And I was like, "No way! <laughs> I promise, it's cool." I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> People are always like, "Oh, it's about board games." I'm like, "Board game." That's honestly where people, when I talk to, their eyes perk up. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But we've mentioned that in the past. It's genuinely my favorite board game to play. And I genuinely Mm -hmm. feel like we don't play it often enough. So this summer, I want to play more. I play more of these crazy people. To be fair, we have just experienced an incredibly busy era. Very busy. And Mm -hmm. you specifically, Laura, get pretty crazy near the end of the school year. Shout out to them teachers. It's Teacher Appreciation Week here in whatever recording land we're in, which means Laura gains five pounds through all the snacks they're giving us week. (laughs) My word. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm glad they are being appreciated. Oh, I'm laughing. And you two are just like, blink, 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 (laughs) blink. Blink, blink, blink. You ever eaten five ho-hos in one day because the first graders are being ding-dongs? That's what I did. Hey, ho-ho and ding-dong. Laura and I are planning on working out. We have a gym membership. so I packed a gym bag three weeks ago. And it's still in the car. Um, so Anyway, back to Great Island. <laughs> so yeah, any other closing thoughts, Laura? I did have a little success story with one of my like things I did not like. Oh. I think I've talked about it on the podcast where I didn't like vengeance and I made a lot of you know mean jokes about mm. vengeance and whatnot. But then read Ray and there's somebody else too. Oh, I forgot. And I did better with vengeance. And I don't remember hey. anything about it. I could not nice. replicate it. Still can't play it. But I did enjoy it. So maybe But if you some... did it once. And I honestly, did it once, that's what matters. There it was. So maybe if someone writes up a really good like step-by-step play this card then that card with fractured days i'll look at it and still put it back in the box but that's okay (laughs) but i'll hold it for 15 seconds not three i won't cry (laughs) maybe no promises (laughs) a saving grace for fractured days is that they have the days that never were deck which is really cool where you can you don't 
not even play your actual starting hand. You get minors and majors from the deck that you can just pull from. So, listener at home, you don't have to play the algebra cards if you don't want to. Thankfully, just like with many other spirits, once you sufficiently cognize and look at what they can actually do, there comes a time when the initial confusion of what does this even mean becomes, okay, I know what it means, and it's not so bad. So, even if you did have a busy day, like, for instance, the very first time you played this game, you probably wouldn't have played Stone. But now you can look at Stone because you have the familiarity and proficiency with them that you can be like, okay, just long day, Stone, here we go. That's and true. A- and eventually, you can get to that point with Fractured, I think. It's just that. getting to that point. And like I said, I'm sure mm. there's smarter people than me out there who play Fractured Days. Absolutely rock it, and it's a wonderful spirit. Mm. I think it's fun to be self-deprecating and stuff. You are a very intelligent individual. There you go. Compliment your wife. <laughs> Not bad. Good save. Good <laughs> um, <Play it> save. <laughs> but comfort level, you do seem to really like moderate spirits. And that has nothing to do, obviously, with intelligence level. Is this something that you are comfortable can get Just behind? an observation. Just yeah. an observation. Mm. That's true. I like ocean. I don't think I'm the best ocean player. I think I would love to like be on a team with somebody who like mains ocean to really see like them using the tides in and out. I just mm. enjoy the concept. And I like downpour, but I've yes. seen both Ryan and John play downpour in a way that like brings it to levels I never imagined. So I think you're right. I don't like easy spirits because the track is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. And I love that they really start incorporating a lot more like, oh, I get elementals and nifty gifties. So if they ever came mm. up with like little stickers, you could stick on the track for a river and you got nifty gifties every time. <laughs> that would be fun. But yeah. I like a moderate. I like it's this nifty, enough, gifty stickers. You heard like it here it. first. Laura wants a legacy <laughs> style game with stickers that come to the game. Little vinyl ones you can take on and off. There you go. Create your own spirits. So Starlight, right, Laura? <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't talk about Starlight. Don't like that one. What? I was about to ask, yeah, Fractured has that kind of emotion from you, or at least they elicit that reaction from you. I was curious what Starlight would do. Starlight just feels like no matter what they end up doing, I could have just picked a spirit that did it better. Mm. And more easily, and I didn't have to think about it too right, much. Right, more straightforward. Oh, I'm going to become an offensive character. Why don't I just play Volcano? I'm going to become defense. Why don't I just play Stone? I'm going to play some sort of crazy pants thing. I could have just done Finder, or I don't know. I don't play crazy pants. But you know what I mean? Like I remember the first eh. time you played Starlight. It was upstairs. It was here. And mm-hmm. it was hilarious because I remember turning to you. I was like, all right, Laura, how are you doing over there? And you said, apparently, I'm doing this this turn. And apparently, I'm doing that. And apparently I'm doing that because I played this card and apparently I had enough elements for this. So I guess we're attacking people this turn. <laughs> That's how it was. I think when people are really like so into spirits and so into like creating, it's kind of cool. The concept I think is fantastic. We've seen so many people love creating their own spirits. There's a couple I actually like want to print out and try playing because they look so nifty. So I think like if you're a custom spirit person, like Starlight gives you an official way to play and Mm -hmm. so neat I'm just like that's just I'm not good at that so I have a more fun time playing something that already kind of has a track laid out for it all right that's fair yeah that's fair that's fair. Good thoughts, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for stopping Good by. thoughts for literally coming off of the street. Like. <laughs> you know what? I could make a speech about a stapler for 20 minutes, so it's all this good. Is like, this is Back quite right. literally, this is like hot off the press when people talk about that, like legit. <laughs> well, I will hear your guys' thoughts on the podcast. I'm going to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You do you, man. I'm, I'm fine. I can redo that. Redo that. Re- that exit.
No, I got nothing. <laughs> that's fine. And that's all, folks. All right, well. Um, Thanks for coming, Laura. Seriously, that was really nice. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys for having me on. I love hearing you guys talk on the podcast. I love being a part of it. And then I love hearing all the people's <laughs> chatter. have a choice? <laughs> <laughs> she just skips to her bits when she listens anyway. That's fair. I do. <laughs> all right, well, that's enough from Laura. Uh, here, let's go ahead and pause this so I can actually say hi when I see your day was going. Hello. Okay, uh, be right Sorry, back. <laughs> I don't know where you left off. So. <laughs> Did you know she was going to do that? <laughs> I mean, she had to. Yeah, we've talked Did a you? little bit. Okay. Same for the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is one heck of a surprise. I had no idea. That is hilarious. <laughs> if it's one thing Laura likes Dude. to talk about, it's about spirits you don't get. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm going to leave that in. Okay. That is, that is way too funny to leave not it leave in. it. I mean, I'll trim her bits, of course, to the standard. Like, Yeah, cut the fat. Cut the ums and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah I cut the moments of silence, but that is funny. <laughs> she came in like a blur. <laughs> a whirlwind. All righty. Yes, I said all righty. <laughs> That's my safety blanket when I need to reclaim <laughs> my thoughts. All righty. Okay, I was talking about unmet expectations and... The visual appearance of people, which really yes. is home for me. Yes. I so do that when I just listen to people on mm-hmm. podcasts. So, once again, that whole example of seeing somebody who you've heard on radio for a long time was just one example of how jarring unmet expectations can be. Mm -hmm. So, bringing it back to Spirit Island, you can experience this disorientation in a small way when a spirit doesn't behave or function in the way that you thought they might. Yeah. So... Allow me to go and define some of these terms that I was using earlier. Successful, basics, fundamentals, all that. So what is success? What is successful? What are my basics? What are my fundamentals? I really got to thinking about it. And when I felt like I was playing a spirit correctly, successfully, really came from things that didn't necessarily have to do with that spirit, but more general things. Okay. And they weren't all exemplified in every spirit I played, but in a very general sense, these were the things that I considered to be successful. So you've heard me say some of these things before, preventing blight from entering on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. That is a fundamental of mine. That is a basic. That is something that if I'm doing that, I feel like I am succeeding. When the gameplay style of the spirit doesn't kill Dahan regularly or at all, Hmm. this is more of a thematic success than a mechanic one. Because if we're defending our island, I really should care about this no matter who I am. Maybe not to the same degree, but this invader threat threatens all of us. Mm -hmm. And sure, River's probably going to care more about this than Keeper does. But the thing is, is even if you're Keeper, if the invaders are hurting the native people, that means they're hurting your land. So you should probably care. And I feel as if to a degree, Keeper could care, you know. Oh, sure. So another thing is if the spirit that I'm playing with engages with the invaders in some way. For instance, if I am playing Earth and I am stalling over and over and over again and doing literally nothing else, that just, although maybe effective in some ways, it feels wrong. Okay. Because I'm not doing anything. I'm just hitting the pause button. I'm hitting stop. But that's it. If that's all I'm doing, it feels wrong somehow. You're not like advancing to the win states or whatever. I feel as if, yes, yes, but I feel as if there is something more nuanced that I should be doing. Uh. It should be harder than this. Mm. And success is usually something that I should fight for. And this, I don't feel like I'm fighting. 
I feel like I'm just spamming one button on my keyboard again and again and again and again. Even though there is no definitive game plan, somehow it just feels wrong to play in certain ways, and that is one of them. To just constantly spam stalling over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I guess the important thing here to focus in on isn't necessarily stalling tactics, but just the repetition of one thing over and over again. Spamming. Like me reclaiming over and over yeah. again. It's just Kirby up being all the time. Uh, yeah. Can it work? Can it be successful? Is it good? In certain circumstances, yeah. Sure. But there are things about doing that constantly that leave you wide open for other problems. Yeah. The end lag is horrible. <laughs> if you miss, it is punishable. And your targets can completely learn your moveset because it's one move. Yeah. And they can counter you and take you down. Or, or literally counter yes. and hit you back. Yeah. You get the idea. Another thing about success is I feel like I am playing to that spirit's strength. So if I'm a fear spirit, I'm getting fear in some way. Mm -hmm. This could be big gains. Maybe this is incremental gains. It doesn't have to be in the same way, but somehow I'm getting fear. If I'm an offense spirit, I'm doing something cool with offense. Maybe I'm doing heavy hits at slow intervals. Maybe I'm doing small hits all the time. Maybe I'm attacking multiple lands. Again, it doesn't have to be the same between multiple characters. But if I'm an offense spirit, I should be doing something cool with offense. Defense spirits, I'm doing something cool with defense, whether that's straight up blocking incoming damage, I'm preventing something, isolating something, Mm. maybe I'm healing blight, control, I'm preventing builds by shoving people, moving to Han, very basic stuff, but the spirit, if they have a publicly known focus or a famous trait, and I am doing that very thing often... Then that is a measure of success. Okay. If I am earth and I am constantly defending or healing or stalling as that spirit, if I am mist and I'm not letting bad guys heal, that's what they're supposed to be exactly. doing. I know You're that. You're doing that the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. I'm going crazy with fractured. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> So one of the things I'll pick up on now, because I spoke about it a little bit earlier when you were talking about the safety net, the warm blanket of constantly reclaiming, and that's what you do when things go wrong. I'm going to go ahead and talk about that now, and I alluded to it earlier. Not spamming the same growth option again and again is something that I feel is usually successful, meaning I'm not spamming. Okay. Because it felt way too simple, and it felt like I was abandoning potentially fun and nuanced gameplay when I spam. It's not that it's not effective, it's that I'm not getting to deal or do cooler things. Different things. Yeah. Some spamming strategies work much better than others. Like, heck, Downpour's famous Growth 2 Top Track Spam, (laughs) where you just literally do Growth 2 the whole time. And just exist. And you just blitz the Top Track, you get those elements, and sure, you have no cards, but that's fine because you have presence and elements. And that's You trigger Rain and Mud Suppressed Conflict, you're left innate, and you literally defend adequately for a while until, by like, what, turn 4 or 5? Boom! You have a ton of money from all that water that you've Mm -hmm. gathered up. You go for a major, hit growth three or growth one to get your cards back but more importantly get a power card and find one repeat it go crazy and this is taking down high level adversaries sure this is a viable sure. strategy earth and green have a very salient growth one spam mm-hmm. i'm not saying as a whole to everyone spamming is awful and you should never do it i'm just saying i felt weird 
whenever I would spam something okay. or whenever I would do something where spamming is part of that strategy. Even if it was working, you still felt weird. I felt weird. Wow. I felt like that's just not what I quote unquote should be doing. Okay. Because usually in gaming, we are not incentivized to spam the powerful thing over and over and over again because that's too easy. Mm-hmm. That's too easy. What game or what game developer would let you get away with something so easy that's so powerful? One more thing about Smash Bros. They have a mechanism where if you do spam, like you're talking about with Kirby, it makes the move stale yeah and it lessens the power yes. or the damage yep. if you spam a move too many times more than the other moves that move becomes, it becomes less weaker yeah, it becomes weaker lesser yeah Maybe your character has a stamina in another video game cost to these attacks, so you can't spam them. So you can do it once, twice, and you're done. Yeah. You're going to have to recharge. Oh, this ability's on cooldown. You're going to have to do something else because mm-hmm. it's too easy to spam. Anyway, I kind of want to talk about proficiency and understanding now. So now that you know what success means, those were all the things that I felt were my basics or my fundamentals. So now that I've defined my terms, we have a cool opportunity here to define the difference between understanding and proficiency. Okay. Just because I may not play a spirit optimally does not mean that I misunderstand them. There is still room for preferred gameplay styles that I am naturally good at and others that I'm not, while still understanding who they are and what their game plan is and capabilities are. You see, for me, there's a distinction between understanding a spirit and being proficient with them. Although some people would use those two terms, understanding and proficiency, to basically mean the same thing. Or that they convey a very similar emotion. Oh, I get them. Oh, I understand them. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you cognitively know what they're all about? But proficiency is just how fluent you are with getting success. Like, How do you define that term? You know what I mean? Sometimes people, I feel, can use those terms and blend them to basically mean the same thing. I get scared of the word proficient or... Yeah. Um, I think each one of us defines that in a different way. Because when I feel like I know something the best is when I feel like I'm lacking or I'm susceptible for attack. Yeah. Type of thing. Like if I am resting in my laurels, I'm like, oh, I know this spirit. But then I see someone else do it better i'm like well i wish i would have been putting in the time or trying different avenues or trying top track i also think it's really easy to see someone else do something and they would say oh i'm not good with them not at all but they're like bro that dude was like so good with them and like it's so easy to compliment other people yeah and we mean it earnestly like Mm -hmm. oh dude you were so good with finder yeah but like we're so self-critical that we like we never oh i messed up on turn two right you know what i mean so I may not be proficient with every spirit I understand, but I certainly understand the spirits I am proficient with. Okay. I can be solidly capable or adequate with them while not being perfect, yet still understand them. Again, that's what I like about this game. It's okay not to be perfect because the game makes sure that things don't go perfect. Right. So. Right. You know, in life, there are some concepts that go very well in pairs. Knowledge and wisdom. Accuracy and precision. And in the same way, I think understanding and proficiency. So just to explain the metaphor so that the point of the metaphor resonates and lands correctly, knowledge and wisdom are very similar things. Knowledge is simply understanding what to do about certain things. Cognitively, you know how something should be. Mm -hmm. You know about it. You know the traits. You know what should be done if this happens. You just simply have the knowledge. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the skillful application of knowledge. It's one thing to know what to do. Wisdom is actually doing it. Mm -hmm. 
to know is not good enough. I would rather be wise than knowledgeable. Hmm. Because what is that knowledge worth if you don't act upon it? Its actual true value is if that urges you to action and you actually implement changes to the current setting because your knowledge fueled your actions to get a better result in something. Okay. That is what wisdom is. Knowledge is simply knowing. Wisdom is actually doing something about it. In Accuracy and Precision's case, very similar. In Accuracy and Precision's case, it's actually kind of cool because you can have one or the other or both or neither. Accuracy is just how close to correct you actually were. Precision is how close were all of your attempts Mm -hmm. to being close to each other. So for like an example to use, think of a target with a bow and arrow. Like a bullseye. Like a bullseye. Yeah. Accuracy would be if I hit that target smack dab in the middle. Perfect bullseye, dead center. Mm -hmm. That is accuracy. If I fire three arrows and each arrow is within two centimeters of each other, regardless of where those three arrows land... You're being precise. That is precision. The three arrows that I fired are very close to one another. But let's say that those three arrows were at the 12 o'clock position, not at bullseye. That was not accurate, but that was precise. So if I had both, it's if all three arrows are all three. Right, in the middle. Like Robin Hood or something. And if you're me, if none of them hit the target, that wasn't accurate nor precise. (laughs) In this case, what I am using these terms for is very much like knowledge and wisdom. To understand a spirit is to look at their capabilities and see how I can perform successfully with them. To be proficient with a spirit is to have the ability to actually Do it. Mm -hmm. I see this a lot with Mist. People know that they should be doing small amounts of damage. They should be keeping bad guys alive. They should get that fear farm going. But when it's actually your turn, Mm. live, right now, in the game, and you're in the moment, and you don't know what to do, you have damage incoming this turn, Blight is threatening you, maybe you want to kill the problem outright because that's what you usually do. Maybe you want to move the problem or defend instead. Basically, you want to be like someone else because you know how you could handle this problem as that other spirit, but just not this one. (laughs) Yeah, because you're playing Mist, but you're not used to keeping things alive. I see this so often with Mist, and there's many other characters like this. On paper, I know what I should be doing. Yet, when it comes time to do that thing, I feel as if what they do or what I understand them to do isn't good enough to solve this problem that I am facing. Same with finders. Like, I know we're supposed to control everything, group people up, Mm -hmm. but then doing it or choosing different growth options or when to isolate and where, things like that. Right. So, with understanding, what did it take for me to finally understand someone that I originally did not? Hmm. Sometimes I had to see a spirit in action before I could fully or sufficiently understand their gameplay loop and how they are generally supposed to be played. At times, just reading their rules wasn't good enough for me to see all the potential things that they could do. Particularly if I had to point to some examples, I think Wildfire was like this. I think Spreading Rot was Mm, like this. That was someone I'm like, I just need to see this in action. Because I think it can work. Volcano? Definitely. On paper, before I literally saw their presence on the board stacking and whatnot, I just really wanted to see it in action because I felt as if that would unlock like a key to a safe. It would unlock, oh, I just need to see it in action. I just need to see it in action. That was very much the case for a lot of characters with me. 
Sometimes I just needed to spend more time with them. Honestly, much like exercise, I just needed to get more reps in. That's a big one for me. Just multiple games. Huge. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one. Mm. Honestly. Sometimes seeing someone else do it was really quite helpful for me. (laughs) Seeing you play Finder and the willingness to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over here. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go over there. Mm. But there's a dude right there. Ah, Eh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Sometimes I feel as if, and I think to a degree, some of us... What if you're watching someone and they're cheating? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Laura with the four aspect cards. (laughs) (laughs) How are you playing all these at once? (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't worry about that. I think that last one is something that's honestly pretty, as humans, quite common. Yeah. Something we don't understand. Well, let me go watch someone or ask someone who does know how to do it. And I think that's just because we as humans have such, most often anyway, a visual learning kind of play style. Or we're wired to learn better that way, a lot of us. I found, because you know me and Laura like to cook and we have a fun time with that. If I'm reading like a menu. A cookbook. A cookbook, an instruction. I am terrible at it. But if I'm watching a little, you know, Cooking with Babish 10 minute video and seeing them make these tacos. I'm like, oh, this is how you pour that. This is how you chop it. This is how long it boils for. Mm -hmm. So you're so right on the visual i could read you know, a cookbook and be like okay i see this is the end product i see this is the ingredients you use sure. but i don't know how you get there mm. but when i watch it oh yeah. that's how hard you put the burner on so yeah. like things like that for proficiency for whatever reason we just click with a character faster and easier than other characters yeah it's hard to explain sometimes I, we just do yeah and what do i mean by proficiency in spirit islands case I was able to cognitively acquaint myself with that spirit's gameplay loop very quickly so that it was quite simple for me to look at their kit, look at their capabilities, and apply it to the game while not making many mistakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just comes natural almost. Yeah. 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 So now I want to take this thought that I just said, both understanding and proficiency, and talk about impressions and bias and how that affects even subconsciously how we look at spirits, how we look at our capability to do what we would call success because we saw someone else do it. But when we do it, uh, Mm. it just didn't work. And why is that the case? So in preparation for this, I actually went and looked at a lot of articles and read a lot of things on how like the human psychology works, how the mind binds itself to certain things in certain ways. And there's some fascinating stuff. I'm not going to go over all of it here, but there's some pretty cool stuff in there, dude. So when looking at my understanding, or in this case, a misunderstanding of a certain spirit, I came to the realization that often to not understand a spirit often came from a lack of understanding the value of a certain thing in the game, Mm. a certain mechanic a certain gameplay style in general, I didn't understand. And this spirit was just a messenger of that notion. If I don't understand how control works, how in the world am I going to play a control spirit well? So learning the mechanism actually helped me learn the person. Why is this the case? Why were there so many things that I just didn't understand as easily as others? Well, that's just hard to explain, right? It's just like you're wiring. How do I know? Why? Because I liked some approaches more than others. Yeah, basically. this is one that I didn't think about initially, but once I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I can see it. I had a difficulty in seeing where success could be Mm. achieved. Yes, I know that it can literally be done 
like this gameplay style that I don't usually do with control, you can win with control spirits. But I didn't think I could be successful with it. I'm not good with those spirits. I okay. don't play as those spirits. I know it's possible. How many times have you heard this? How many times have you said this yourself? I know that you can win games with Nightmare, but I just can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. I know that you can win with Blight Spirits, but I just can't do it. So I found this really interesting article called Why Facts Don't Change Our Minds. It was an article that came out in 2017 from The New Yorker. And I'll leave a link in the description of this episode if you want to read it. Okay. There was a study that was done that I thought was really fascinating. And I kind of wanted to take the application of where they arrive at with this study that they did. Because I think it can apply here to Spirit Island and this topic of ours, misunderstanding a character. Sure. In 1975, there were researchers at Stanford that invited a group of undergraduates to take part in a study. Now, I'm actually not going to talk about some of the specifics of the study because personally, I find it kind of morbid and depressing. But if you want to go look at it, that's fine. That's totally fine. But just needless to say, the important part that I'm getting at is the students were presented with something genuine and something fake. They were then asked to determine which ones were which. After the students had made their predictions, the researchers presented them with the results. However, this is where the test truly starts, because the researchers didn't tell them the truth. They wanted to see how they would react to various inputs of information. So, to some students, the researchers told them that they got 24 out of 25 guesses correct, which is a 96% success rate. To the second group of students, the researchers told them that they only got 10 out of 25 guesses correct, which is a much lower 40% Mm. success rate. The first group was told that they did great, and the second group was told that they did poorly. However, these scores were fictitious. In truth, all the students, on average, actually scored about the same. Really? But the researchers told them otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read directly from the article here where they land the plane. I think it's really cool. Okay. In the second phase of this study, the deception was revealed. The students were told that the real point of the experiment was to gauge their responses to thinking they were right or wrong. The students were asked to estimate how many guesses they had actually categorized correctly and how many they thought an average student would get right. At this point, something curious happened. Hmm. The students in that first group, the high score group, the ones that were told they got 96% correct, said that they thought that they had, in fact, done quite well. In fact, significantly better than the average student. Even though, as they had just been told, they had zero grounds for believing this. Hmm. Conversely, the students who had been assigned to the low-scoring group said that they thought they had done significantly worse than the average student, a conclusion that was equally unfounded. Hmm. The conclusion that they came to was this. Once formed, impressions are remarkably perseverant. Back to the point I want to make with Spirit Island. Okay. Once established, it can be hard to see the value of something new that you're unfamiliar with, especially when that new thing doesn't have the same effect or allure onto the game. So it's hard to shake that first impression. Your first impression carries significant weight. More weight than you might think. 
Because those students literally had no reason to believe that they had more than the other kids. Right. When they, in fact, had honestly got about the same. But because they believed Mm -hmm. that they scored really well the first time, and for the other group, they scored so bad that when they actually said, okay, we lied to you, don't believe that, what did you think you actually did? The first group still thought they did good. Because they were told that. And the second group still thought they did bad. It's hard to shake that. Yeah. Wow. So for me, I realized that when I was looking at success, what a spirit would have to do to be successful, I realized I had an improper view of success. Mm -hmm. I never blighted when I did succeed, so I didn't look at blight strategies favorably. Even if I knew that they could be useful or could lead to success, I don't want to leave the safety of what brought me success the first time. My first impression was really impactful. Success might not be as fulfilling as when you succeeded earlier. Boy, that's a big one. Yeah. That is me at the deli when it's my turn to order a sandwich. Do I get the one I know I love? Or do I try and venture out on something that might be not as good as my favorite sandwich? Back to the roast beef. But (laughs) what if there's something better that I like more than the roast beef? Mm -hmm. But if I never try, I'm never going to know. But if I don't like it as much, then I just completely wasted 15 bucks. And you're disappointed. And I'm disappointed and I'm hating myself. Yeah. Success doesn't mean playing in your preferred way. It means the invaders left your island. Hmm. And you won. That is huge for my past (laughs) self. Success does not mean playing in your preferred way. It means the invaders left your (laughs) island. Success does not equal a healthy island. It does not equal a clean board or Dahan everywhere. It's like when someone says, you brought up Bringer, when someone's playing Bringer and they win with a fear victory and they said, it doesn't feel like a victory. Yes. There's still cities on the island. Yeah. There's still towns yep. everywhere. This emotion is coming through That's at that That's where point. that emotion is. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you heard or even said the words, wow, I can't believe we won that. Or honestly, I feel like we were losing that whole time until somehow we won. Most of my games. Yeah, for real. It's usually <laughs> the last couple I literally said that. Yeah. I have literally said that. You have. Truth is, you can allow for so much bad to happen before mm. you actually lose. So true. My advice, stop thinking perfectly. Stop trying to find the absolute perfect turn, the legendary turn that you could have that kills all the bad guys, Mm. that saves all the good guys. No blight. That heals all the blight, that gets all the fear that you possibly could have. Big plays can happen, but turns in Spirit Island are much more realistic than that. They are seldom that squeaky clean. They are nuanced. They are not nearly that black and white. Please do yourself a favor and stop assuming that perfection is the norm. You are going to take hits. Something is going to blight. One of you can lose presence. Most of you probably are going to lose at least one or two. Maybe even more when you start upping the difficulty. You're probably going to blight. Dahan are going to get killed. Trust me, I understand the desire to perform at your best. But if you are paralyzed by thinking that you must be perfect, then you are going to have a very long and stressful (laughs) game. (laughs) Also, this perfectionist thinking can get in the way of you understanding a spirit. And that is huge. That's the big one. Why? Because it may embed your errors of thinking that you should have done something different and you didn't employ a strategy that the spirit is good at. So, for example, I allow one or even two blights in my early game as missed. 
pretty much in every single game with them. That sentence is huge, just knowing you as a player. And I've seen you play throughout the years. That sentence that you are allowing and okay with Blight, and that is part of your success plan, that's a huge Ryan statement, mm-hmm. just knowing you as a friend. It's really important to accept that. Yeah. Because in trying to play perfectly where you stop everything, you can easily spread yourself way too thin yeah. on the board. And heck, you can even spread yourself thin mentally. And at that point, team bad guy will likely get ahead of you. It is so easy to accidentally assume that success is performing the same kind of things that you've done in the past with other spirits who you have one with. Because you have that memory. Like you say, you have that first impression or those many impressions. This is how I ought to win. Yeah. And in this instance, if I tried to stop everything as missed, and I just fell over myself, bent over backwards Stopped to every try ravage, to... right? Whatever. At that point, I might be playing missed in the way they weren't meant to be played. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that oh, missed is supposed to bite every single turn? No. No. Because guess what? Once I get my missed engine online, usually that first or second blight. The one that I accept is the only time they ever blighted. Because I got my engine rolling, I was able to do exactly what I needed to do, get that foundational groundwork, got cement laid. Instead of doing what I wanted to do, which is usually stop the blight, I did what was good for mist. But you had to get over that mental hurdle first. And that that can be really big sometimes. It is. So I want to take this and go personally with it and talk about thematic resonance and subconscious bias. There could be any number of reasons for why we are loyal to certain things, even though it has no actual impact on the gameplay. (laughs) It is weird. (laughs) As silly as it sounds, we can be more inclined to a character in a board game simply because they have our favorite color. Yeah. Or maybe their artwork appeals to us. I always want to play that character because I always play blue. Sure. Oh, yeah, I want to play that dude because he's got an epic beard. (laughs) It sounds so dumb. Silly little things. It sounds dumb, but we as humans connect so many emotions to specific things like an epic beard or the color blue Mm -hmm. that we see a thing that we don't know. We have never been in the situation before, but we see blue. We see the epic beard and we're like, ha ha. And you go to that. Certain emotions are tied to the silliest things, yet we are sympathetic to certain approaches and can subconsciously condition ourselves to consider those ones as successful or correct. Just based off the color of their shirt. It sounds dumb, but we do it. Yeah. We are all in some degrees as humans, creatures of habit. Oh. Seriously. Me to a T, yeah. When it comes to playing a spirit proficiently, you have to focus on what is actually successful, Mm -hmm. not on what you want to be successful. Those are two different things. That is so huge for me playing as Mist. (laughs) What I want to be successful is to do everything that they do and stop all the blight. Right. But what is actually successful for them? When I'm piloting them, it's taking that hit and then going crazy. Right. It is so important to focus on what is actually successful, not on what you want to be successful. Successful. For me, I had a defense-first mindset slash bias. Remember how I said that some of my definitions for success or my fundamentals, my basics, was that Blight didn't get through, how Dahan didn't die? That's why you liked Earth and Green so much early on. Can you tell that Earth was my first spirit? Yeah, Earth, for sure. These various things, stopping damage, stalling, healing, Dahan didn't die, Blight not getting through, that's playing to his spirit strength, which was one of my definitions of success. 
you can see the impact that first impression that defense had on me. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think that it is not a bad idea to have defense as an initial thing. Blight is still a lost condition. <laughs> yes, it's still a lost condition. For a newer player, this is a good thing to yeah, have yeah, yeah. instituted. Is defense first mindsets. That is not bad. But I quickly realized that before long, I needed to caution myself not to think that what I did the first time was the way to play, just because I consistently got success with that gameplay style. But rather, it was a way to get success. Now, five years later, I am much more of a fear player than I am a defense player. Yeah. And I still love defense, but that was a hurdle I realized I didn't have to do all the time. I had to actively push the walls of my comfort zone and fight my urge to stay in the same rut of gameplay. Boy, Jagged Earth really shattered my norms. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. It shook up everything. Oh, my word. (laughs) Jagged Earth was just such an awesome ramrod of like, Bucker up, kid! Might be like one of the best expansions ever. Ever. I love it. Sometimes we can try a new spirit and quickly give up on them because we don't like them as much as someone else. We may even play that new spirit in the way that they were quote-unquote supposed to be played, and yet it felt way less fulfilling than you prefer it be, Mm -hmm. or that you thought it'd be. It's here where I think we can begin to discover our preferences of gameplay style. Point being, don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself some credit. It could be that you just prefer something else. Make sure to correctly assign the labels of, I don't prefer them, Versus, I actually don't understand them. It is a difference where maybe I understand you playing Wildfire, but I don't prefer them. Sure. That type of thing. That offensive play style. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a stupid example here, but okay. it kind of works. I like. I so like. I just described doing something of playing someone that you're not comfortable with, and it can be painful, but at least you can learn some lessons from it. Sure. So I have a Steam library of so many games because of Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is amazing. You donate to charity, they give you like 10 game keys that you can redeem on Steam. Nice. It's awesome. It's dope. There are so many games that I've had in my library that I'm like, how did I get this? I don't remember purchasing this. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I have this. (laughs) So I have a big backlog of both the video games and board games that I got to, like, catch up on. And so I've kind of had this fun thing where recently I'm like, I need to get bang for my buck. I need to go and get these games that are on my shelf of shame (laughs) for the board games. Yeah. And get them to the table. And there is some awesome stuff that I've always known to be good, but I just need to get it to the table. And the ones that I'm not getting to the table, I should sell. I really need to value my time and my money better. Mm. In video games case, there's like so many that I'm like, okay, I know that this is good, but I've never done it for whatever reason. Didn't have the time. So one of the things I've been doing is when it's time for me to stop editing, turn my brain off, and just chill at the end of my day. Relax. I will go and often go and work on the next game that is on this list of things to go through. So I just concluded the Witcher franchise. Oh! So good. I have the willingness, energy, and drive, and perhaps I've done this in another life, to have a podcast completely about The Witcher. So we're starting a new podcast. No, 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 no. So I recently finished that, and now I'm on the Bioshock series. Oh. I just started Bioshock. So I'm in Bioshock 1. Wow, Rapture. What a cool place. So One of my favorite series of all time. So basically the game kind of feels like Half-Life, but with superpowers. Yeah. You have many weapons. You got the crowbar, the pistol, the machine gun, Mm -hmm. the shotgun, the grenade launcher. And the camera 
Huh? You gotta take pictures, baby. What the heck does a camera do? The game has this unique mechanic where you can take photographs of bad guys, and when you do this, you collect research points on them. Right. And once you collect enough research points on the bad guys, you start unlocking bonuses against that unit. So the thing that's cool, though, is that the camera... When you take a picture, they are graded on how well your picture was. So if the subject is facing away from you and it's far away, you won't get very many research points. But if you get a clear shot of their face or whatnot, you get a lot more points. So you are incentivized to really get close. This gameplay style is risky because you got to get close to get those really nice camera shots. Because you don't have your shotgun out. You have your camera out. You don't (laughs) have your shotgun out. You have a camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They have guns and (laughs) knifing and you have a camera. So what I'm getting at here is sometimes you might have to walk right in front of someone's face and take a picture and get shot five times. (laughs) And it's painful to get hit. But the point I'm getting at here is doing this, taking pictures and doing the painful risky option, Mm -hmm. ultimately long term is the best thing you could have done. Why? Because it made you stronger. For the rest of the game. In this instance, you got stronger because you collected enough research points to unlock special bonuses against that unit. In this instance, you played a spirit that you didn't prefer that you're not good at, but playing them taught you something about the game that you can now apply for the rest of your games and the rest of your Spirit Island career. Especially if you're learning a play style like you're talking How about. How many times have we seen already with Insurrection or Blitz yeah. where people said that, honestly, I didn't think this or I didn't think that, but I played this scenario and it unlocked something for me with this Spirit. Mm-hmm. And now I think I know how to play them a bit better on all my games. And it's so cool to read. Love it was that. risky yeah. to take that character into a game and play with them even though you didn't understand them. Mm-mm. It was risky to take your camera out and look at a big daddy in the face and say cheese (laughs) but doing so actually made you stronger so that's one thing i want to reiterate it's scary it's risky but long term it's worth it it's worth it it's worth it so sometimes and this sounds silly but misunderstanding a spirit sometimes came from just not liking them (laughs) (laughs) the artwork the theme or the appeal just didn't jump off the page for me i'm sure you've had this kind of thing maybe it just didn't grab you It didn't hook you. You don't hate it, but maybe you're just not as enthusiastic about them. Maybe it just looks like too much work. It could be something as silly as, like, the name. Like, oh, that's a cool name, but mm, eh, eh, maybe I'll try something eh. else. Yeah. Sometimes a negative past experience with that spirit soured your opinion of them. Whether you were playing them or somebody else was. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. And this was exactly me. More on this later, but today I'm coming clean about somebody. What happened? What's going on? Oh, you know it well. John, you know exactly Um. what this is. Yep. (laughs) And it's going to be fun. More on that later. More on that later. I want to make more points about misunderstanding, but we're coming clean today, baby. (laughs) Airing out all the laundry. That's right. There's nothing left. Nothing left to hide. You know, I think this is a motion that sometimes when you're playing a game of Spirit Island and you're playing as someone who you just don't understand, Mm -mm. sometimes someone else's help was so nice. It was so helpful and even crucial to your game that you felt nervous about playing future games without them Mm -hmm. because you know how much easier that other player made it for you today. Sure. You know that you couldn't have played this spirit as well if you didn't have that specific crutch to 
absolutely none. Yeah. Enlightening for me. It's getting energy. <laughs> it's getting reclaims. Or maybe they're helping me prolong my reclaim by getting power cards. Sure. It's helping me proliferate. I'm getting card play assistance or element assistance. How many times have you thought this kind of thing? I don't want to play this spirit if I know that that other spirit isn't going to be there. <laughs> You're talking about lightning. I really want river there. <laughs> if I'm playing lightning. Right. I want that energy every single turn. Or perhaps maybe your ocean. And in this game, you found wonderful cards like reaching grasp, Ooh. sky stretches, terrifying nightmares, entrancing apparitions. You think to yourself when the game is over, but what happens if I don't find these great cards? Yeah. <laughs> I reached what I considered to be a functionally normal state with those cards. With good draws. Yeah. And without them, I really don't know how I'm supposed to get by. So everything I've just said for the past 20 minutes, 30 minutes, heck, these are the thoughts that you can have. Mm -hmm. These are the thoughts that I have had. But it's right here at this moment where the best part of the game happens, in my opinion, when regarding replayability. I spoke to it a little bit earlier before. I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. When I'm playing a spirit who I'm confused with, I don't know how to make this work without this crutch to lean on. And like maybe I you're not described. getting those good draws. Type not of thing. getting luck with events. Yeah. Not getting luck. Well, I mean, you never get luck with events. But you know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> there it is! I have my personal quote of the yeah. year. <laughs> but I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. But we gotta figure this out. Mm -hmm. As a team, one turn at a time. I can't see the solution right now, but I know we can find it, or at least we can try. And therein lies the fun, honestly. Pulling together a win from a game I totally thought was a lost cause is often the most fulfilling experience that I can have in Spirit Island. It's what brings us back. It makes us come back. A spirit that I don't understand is just a nerve-wracking opportunity to potentially have the best game I've ever had. How cool is that? Seriously. <laughs> like, there is such an opportunity there. And so now I want to talk about the spirits. The spirits. The spirits. Now with mine, what I did is I just structured it two ways. Okay. What I misunderstood and what happened to fix it. I'm curious how you had yours as well. Kind of similar, actually, where spirits I misunderstood. Okay. Maybe I was able to get better. And some of them, I'm still working on it. Okay. Type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, some of them I did make steps. I don't have a ton. A smattering, a handful of yeah. just spirits that I struggle with initially, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They didn't fit the original play style. And maybe I made adjustments. And maybe I'm still getting to that point. Mm -hmm. So, that was my approach. So, I have four with an asterisk fifth. I, I'm just going to double check. I believe one, two, three, and four. Hey! I also have four. One of them kind of, we'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. Not as much as an asterisk. I have four. Okay. <laughs> we'll just end up with that. Sure. Who's going first, buddy? <laughs> so we literally have no idea what the other person's had on the list. Do we just want to start listing them? And then if the other person has that one as well, we can talk about it together. Sure. Or do you just want to? I like that idea. Okay. Do you have Thunderspeaker? I do not. I will go. <laughs> this, this is fun. Interesting. Okay. Ryan, you hit the nail on so many heads when you were talking, but just a spirit not initially clicking and just that first impression. Mm -hmm. This is a spirit 
never clicked. And like, seriously, when you talked about that study and how impressionable people can be. Isn't it crazy how important a first impression is? Ryan, I still remember to this day when I first picked up Thunderspeaker and read that special rule of being able to lose lose presence. Mm -hmm. And I literally remember picking up and putting it down. I said, oh, I was just like, no. It's pressure inducing. I don't want to lose presence. So much pressure. Because I was already losing a lot of presence of light. I think it's pressure inducing because a newer player has had Dahan die. Yeah. And you probably lost presence oh, anyway. All the time. I was a so terrible now player. what happens if you lose presence anyway and And Dahan. You're now telling me I can lose presence if Dahan get killed? In multiple ways. Even from a range away? Yeah, you're right. Even like you were saying, I just didn't see a path to victory. Yeah. I didn't see how. You I were l- sworn to it. But laying paths that they can walk wouldn't come until fighter. <laughs> Not yet. That was throwing back too. Hey. <laughs> so with Thunderspeaker, this was just a big aspect that turned me away from them in the beginning. Sure. Was, like you said, the sworn to victory. Another one? No, this is big for me. I didn't talk about this yet, but they have no support powers. And I like hmm. being supportive. Yeah. And a lot of my first games I play with you, we played all the lows together, all the low sure. complexities. Every single one has some way of booning or gifting or supporting. Yeah. Lightning helps with speed. Yep. Earth lets you repeat. Yep. River gives energy. And shadows does stuff. No, they have mantle of dread. <laughs> they help you with control and sure. fear. Yep. And these are staple cards to this day. Boon of vigor. Yeah. Everyone knows lightning's yeah. boon. Even oh, gift geez. of strength. Like mm-hmm. these are powerful cards. Yeah. That as an impressionable first time player, this was like, dude, I love boon of vigor. I love gift of strength. I love repeating. Right. And those things clung to you because you usually play support builds. I love support builds. Yeah. I love support. So they resonate with you in MOBAs and yeah. RPGs. I love the support character. Sure. I like being that beneficial to the team. Sure. So moderates were next i looked at thunderspeaker they have nil they have none so it's just like oh i'm sworn to victory so i can die in multiple ways and i can't help my teammates out right i'm losing interest here yeah it lacks what you like and it has the presence of something scary yeah so that was you know first impression Mm. as we work our way to like modern day what have i done to try and fix this I still don't get the spirit. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Like you're saying, it's not that I never play Finder Speaker. Finder Speaker. <laughs> it's not that I never play Thunder Speaker. The joke is that, you know, Laura always snatches yeah. the spirit board. But, I mean, me and you. Obviously, that's a joke. Right. Me and you play together without Laura. Sure. I can play in the app or on digital. Right. And when she's playing Stone, you can play them. Right. Exactly. It is clearly a joke. So I have played Thunderspeaker. Mm. I'm sure listeners remember I was talking about on the Steam version, you had to like get an achievement and win with every spirit. Yeah. And I snuck by with Thunderspeaker. Like, <laughs> Easy win. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I barely won. Since then, the game's come out on the app for your phone. And I don't play big games. Sure. Obviously, because it's on a phone. So yeah. usually just like one spirit I play at night sometimes or something. But In bed? When you're supposed to be with Laura? I love Laura. <laughs> <laughs> she falls asleep. I'm a night owl. <laughs> I wouldn't have brought that up if she didn't bring it up earlier today. She brought it up first. <laughs> I was curious, though, to be like, huh, I want to see what my stat... You can look at stats on the app. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I will look at my stats on the app of Thunderspeaker. I know I've won with them on Steam. But what are they on my phone? Oh, and seven. Oh. Zero and seven. Okay. I have no wins. So I have some games. I have a handful of games. I'm just, I'm not good. And I don't remember what games they were. I'm guessing there are a lot of single player, maybe two player Mm. on the phone. Maybe they're difficult. Maybe they're easy. But I just, no matter what, 
I struggle. Mm. I've noticed two things usually happen because, mm. you know, we're trying to break down. How can I improve? How can I get better? Right. I either get too clumped up in a single spot and then seven other lands on my island tile are just burning to the ground or I'm way spread out and I'm kind of not keeping track of my Dahan and my presence and then disease events or, you know, blighting is happening and my soldiers are being taken out. Mm. So those are the two things. Either I'm too clumped up and too focused on one spot or just everywhere and can't keep <clears throat> all the plates spinning at once. Mm. I'm aware that the spirit is strong <laughs> and can carry. We've seen Laura carry. We've seen good Thunder Speaker play. Manifestation of power and glory. Yeah. I'm aware of a good card. I'm still figuring them out. Yeah. We both have used metaphors or examples or brought up different games, Smash Bros or Bioshock. Yeah. Here is an analogy. For me... It's like if I get into a car and I drive automatic a lot and I get into someone else's car and it's manual. Now, I know how to drive manual, Mm. but it's going to be herky-jerky. Yeah. It's going to stall. Sure. I know how to work a clutch, but I learned when I was 16 years ago. I've been driving automatic for 10 plus years now, mostly. Yeah. So, yeah, I have learned and I could do it. I could get by. Maybe I can skate by win with Thunderspeaker. It's not going to be pretty. Mm. So I am trying to get better with that and just be more aware, like, where are my problems? But right now, it's still me trying to drive a manual, and sure. it's, I'm stalling That's out. actually a really good analogy. Yeah. So that's me with Thunderspeaker. Okay. Not the happiest ending. I'm still working <laughs> through it. I know this is all going to land with, like, oh, here we are. Look at all these people we can't use. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So that was, that was my first one. Ah. <sighs> The conceptual birth of this podcast started on June 18th, 2020. Wow. Ever since then, up until now, there has been something that I've never actually said, and I've been keeping it away from people intentionally because negative emotions are usually something I don't want to express, but I'm coming clean today. I've alluded to this, but we're just getting everything out in the open Here we today, go. baby. And that is my problem with Ocean. <laughs> oh, no. Are they on your list? <laughs> no, go ahead. We are doing this. We are doing <laughs> We're this. Into it now. What's my biggest problem with Ocean? I hate Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Why? And I'm not saying this for clicks or to be a troll. I'm actually serious. John can attest to this. I hate the spirit. <laughs> he is not a fan, folks. <laughs> yes, Ted, I know what you said about how well they are designed and how they are genuinely a good spirit. And they actually are a genuinely good spirit. That's why this is so funny and weird. <laughs> Remember how I said a negative past experience with a spirit can sour your opinion of them? And how crazy subconsciously powerful a first impression is. Oh, yeah. It's actually not Ocean's fault that I dislike Ocean. The thing that I don't like about Ocean is how Ocean can enable some players to play in ways that I can't stand. Is this a people problem? Yes. (laughs) Is this unfair to blame Ocean? Yes. Yes. Do I still have these feelings regardless? Yes. (laughs) Ocean can be played wonderfully and in a way that is very productive and helpful to the team. And it's great. Yeah. I have no problem with this. Unfortunately for me, early on in my Spirit Island career, I was surrounded by bad Ocean players who always played a certain way where they focused only on their own board and didn't hardly go anywhere. Oh, that's such a shame. It is such a shame. Like I said, I know it's unfair, but it just... Oh! So, 
ocean can be that awesome, right? Yes. But ocean can be the biggest spirit chad in the game. <laughs> no, I don't mean the modern internet term of alpha chad where they're just the best at everything. No, I mean the lazy slack-jawed frat boy who does nothing productive, eats all your food, makes messes that they never clean up, and it's up to other people to work very hard to make them look good. Hey, you got anything to eat in the fridge? <laughs> While doing nothing, not helping with anything. They're earning you fear, baby. <laughs> Having the ocean tile open is amazing. Yeah. And that's commonly regarded as the best thing about Ocean's kit. And rightly, arguably so. But Ocean just needs to sit there. They don't even need to do anything. Nope. Just exist. We would have games where the Ocean player would just sit there and do nothing. Everyone else had to break their backs to move all the bad guys in there. And then when we did, the ocean player was like, yeah, give me that energy, baby. <laughs> this isn't Laura, by the way. <laughs> no. She spreads out. <laughs> Technically, this is a good thing. But I was so pissed that they got to do zero work and mm. they just got to sit there while everyone else killed themselves having to do all this work. Because doing so, everyone else had to spread themselves thin. I had to go all the way over to their yeah. board. We were blighting my lands are getting blighted the way i saw it we did the hard part you know the actual work but it's their special rule doing the and destroying. yet while we <laughs> are laboring for this fat turd they're on their phone saying man ocean's amazing <laughs> yeah i didn't want to hear it i'm like you know it's because of us that you look good you know it's like that classmate that you have that one classmate who does nothing in a group project but they get so <laughs> you have to go and stay up late doing overtime to cover their share yeah then if the group gets a good grade on the project on one hand you're like yay but on the other hand you're so bitter towards them because you know that they did nothing to earn it like you did or if you get a bad grade you know exactly whose fault it right. is and in this case if like if a you ton lose of the game if you blight the island they sat there and did nothing mm. Thankfully, as we played Spirit Island more, our ocean players got off their butts after a while and actually started to get engaged more often. But I'm telling you the truth when I tell you that the burn of that early impression still lingers with me and leaves a bad taste into my mouth to this day. And that is why I am very sensitive to bad ocean players because of it. But, yeah, that is such a shame. I know. Because good ocean play. And, like, our... Ocean is amazing. Ocean is actually strong. I don't care. Right. (laughs) Because it could be a very helpful... I mean, having you on that Brandenburg 6 game that we did with Handelabra... It's great! ...was huge. You tsunami twice. You're giving me title boon. Like, when you are playing with a good ocean, it's so beneficial. With a good ocean, it's awesome. It's great, and this never happens, and I'm so happy. (laughs) But I've just, like I said, so many games. You got burned. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about like seven or eight. Yeah. And this was early on in my Spirit Island career, quote unquote. (laughs) So all I keep seeing is, oh, when this spirit gets played, that means they do nothing. They Mm. don't engage. And I have to go do all this work. And they just literally sit there. You got to grow to their board. Dude, Ocean's the best, man. They kill so many people. I'm like, no, Ocean doesn't kill people. Everyone else kills people. And you just sit there. (laughs) The That's ocean, all that you do. The ocean tile, right? And we blight. <laughs> <laughs> it really is unfair, but that's how our minds work. Mm-hmm. You know, in grade school, unfortunately, I had gotten bullied a lot mm-hmm. growing up. And it was like constant. It was every day. And so, like, the thing is, is even when I go past that school, even though that was literally grade school years ago, I hate that place. Wow. I hate that place. I hate the smell. I hate the name. People say they like that school. I'm like, mm. 
Right. And like, it's not actually the school's fault. It's the bully's fault. Yeah. But the thing is, is the way my mind works, it's the school, that whole thing. I hate that whole thing. I don't even want to touch it. I don't want to relive those memories. I don't even want to dwell on it. Thankfully, I've gotten over a lot of that through the process of therapeutic, whatever. I don't want to change the conversation. But point being, in the same way that it's not actually the school's fault, like the actual building's fault, that I hate the smell of that building. Yeah. I do. Why? Because that smell reminds me of that school. And what was at the school? It was pain. It was embarrassment. It was ridicule. It was mm-hmm. mocking. It was physical altercations. It was these things. So I hate that school because of the bullies. And unfortunately, I'm not favorable to Ocean because of Ocean players. Yeah. <laughs> or bad Ocean players. I'm getting over it. I'm <laughs> coping. You've been playing Ocean a lot more. To help yeah. cope. <laughs> <laughs> So, when it comes to Ocean and when I play them, what do I actually not understand for a while or what did I misunderstand? How do I get inland? (laughs) Honestly, I assume that every spirit had some way to navigate or compensate their shortcomings in some clever way, even with their own starting setup. Like, for example, Fangs can actually get around Blight without having to find anything new in the power decks. Even though that is the most obvious answer, I didn't want to wholesale believe that no matter who you're playing as, any of your spirit's problems could be solved with something as simple as, oh, just go diving through the power deck and find what you need. I mean, I mean, trust the cards, true. baby. It's true, trust but that just those cards, Ryan. felt too straightforward. Do the fear trust fall. <laughs> I felt like I should earn it. I should do more than just happy happenstance of finding the perfect card. But honestly, with Ocean, just go diving. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Find those cards. Go fishing. Look for any's, meaning any... Any land. Land. Yeah, yeah. Look for range-boosting cards. For me, I like using Dahan cards if I can, but yeah, go fishing. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> or have the right teammate with you. Or have the right teammate, but you have cards that go to coasts only. Mm-hmm. You just need to get cards that don't go to coasts. And that sounds really easy. Do it. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> but see, I was trying to fix their problem without trying to find... Because like I said, if that's the fix to the problem, cool, awesome. But I was able to solve some problems that Fangs has without having to do that. So I thought I could maybe try to do that with everyone? Uh, no. <laughs> no. And that's okay. That's okay. And that was Ocean. Wow. I am... I know that took a lot. <laughs> I because have nothing I, to hide, baby. Yeah, you, that is something that you've just been really brewing on for a long time. Well, and the reason why I never really vocalized that is because I always wanted to because they're well be positive. Regarded. They're a love spirit. <laughs> well, not just that, but I want to be positive on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. There are comments that we don't read because they are sometimes mean. There are some things that True. we do that we encounter that aren't fun, that we don't talk about because I want to be uplifting and whatnot. This is one of those emotions, but hey, this is real. And this negativity isn't towards the game or the designers. or It's just literally negativity. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just literally negativity. Towards and, players. And I don't want to that, put that anywhere with yeah i don't want to see it i don't want to read it and so i don't want to publicize it so that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to ever really vocalize it and i've never lied about ocean on the various things go ahead and listen to everything i've ever said about ocean it's all true Mm -hmm. it's just i never happened to tell you that but like i said it's just out in the open now (laughs) what a shame i wish someone was better playing ocean in the beginning with you Yep. But that's and, okay. And a lot of that was the assumption I was making. Yeah. A lot of my problems was I didn't understand the game. Yeah. And We're they could learning. totally be well. Yeah. And so it was not right for me to assume that. It's not right for me to still assume that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, but I still have that bitter taste in my mouth. That's just the truth. So there's Ocean. I did not there's have Ocean. Alrighty. Alrighty. <laughs> Serpent? Nope. Okay. Here I go. Here we go. 
I like Serpent. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Thunderspeaker, I like less. I understand Thunderspeaker. I enjoy the character design. The theme behind Thunderspeaker just isn't clicking with me. Serpent, I really enjoy. This is a little bit different than Thunderspeaker, mm-hmm. where I really like playing solo Serpent. Ah. Boy, do you feel mega powerful when you are using another power, quote unquote, another yeah. spirit yeah. on yourself. Yeah, on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boosting me. And you don't really have to argue with someone about absorbing sure. presence. Sure. Hey, John, can I take this presence? Sure, John. Yeah, it's like one of the, like, I'm not going to. Angel on your left shoulder, devil on your right. <laughs> yeah. But they're both angels. They're like, do hey. it. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, Solo Soper makes sense to me. I get to support myself until I eventually wake up. Okay. It's like I'm self-sustaining. Yeah. I am supporting myself. I'm giving myself cards, extra card plays. I'm You don't have to go through the awkward conversation. Hey, who can I kill? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? It's like, no, I've agreed (laughs) to this. I need to to do this. this. Yeah. Please, someone. Please, someone. I I can't do this. I can't grow until I I kill you. (laughs) Like you said, then there's multiplayer serpents, Mm. multi-spirit serpents. Mm. I'm going to try and form this sentence, but you ever feel like sometimes you aren't playing a spirit to what they fully can be oh yeah oh yeah all the time all the time so with multiplayer serpent i play two-handed you know Mm -hmm. i can play it on the app or something or just at home so i'm playing serpent paired with someone else and i feel like i'm not playing a second spirit I feel like Serpent is just an upgrade boost to mm. the OG spirit. Yeah. So I feel like Serpent is just attack onto River, just to get River extra card plays, mm-hmm. or to let them bonus grow. Mm. I feel like Serpent, I don't treat like as its own entity of mm. a spirit. And I mean this in the best way possible. I'm trying to, again, phrase this correctly. I really mm. hope people don't twist my words, but sometimes you have to play a bit selfishly. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, that would be so forlorn to you because you like helping people with I the support I love helping build. people. Yeah. And so it must feel so alien to you to do something selfish. Fish. And yeah. I can get too supportive, like, oh, I'm only helping you. Mm-hmm. And it turns into a hindrance on the team because as I'm only focusing all my card plays, all my energy on the team, my board is going to pop or yeah. whatever. So I think that's my big struggle with the spirits where I get too focused on who I'm supporting and just lose track of me waking from my slumber. Sure. So please, like we're saying, don't get me wrong. Helping other players in this game is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm not saying don't. And that's a wrap. Yeah. Play cooperatively. I can see someone like, well, John hates cooperative. No, 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 no. It's just if you start to play supportive at the detriment of yourself. Yeah. That is where you are no longer being a benefit to the team. Yeah. I feel. Because now you're being a drain on other people's resources. Yeah, it's like, I'm helping them, but my island's on fire by my section. Mm. So, in some games, maybe overly supportive play styles can work if it's a low difficulty game, or you're playing with newer players, like, you want to really help them out. Mm. But in some of those high difficulty games that we've been playing, or more of those intense games, you can't be as willy-nilly loosey-goosey with... Or I can't do that with my side of the board. Mm. Because when Blight starts entering, that really hinders Serpent. Yeah. More so than Keeper. More so than Fangs, I think. They can only grow to land without Blight. Without Blight. A lot of people forget that. They can't grow. If there's blight. If there's blight. If the, yeah, there has to be no blight. So you got to move your presence. Or, yeah. So but you, that can be hard on a blight-filled board. <laughs> right? And if I'm only being supportive and not defending or not being offensive or not being controlled. Yeah. And there's blight everywhere, then I can't grow. Mm-hmm. I can't improve. I can't awaken from slumber. So 
I understand the spirit. I understand how the spirit's supposed to work. I love the spirit. It's one of those things where it's in my nature to be very supportive, but then mm-hmm. to only focus on support. Sure. And that is not what Serpent is. I call them Jekyll and Hyde in the Game yeah. Changers. They can be of two natures. And that's a cool thing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So that is a thing I'm working on is to play a little bit selfishly. That sounds terrible. Ryan, that sounds bad. <laughs> but it's like, I do have to make sure I care about myself. Yeah. You got to focus on your own development. Yeah. You got to put yourself first sometimes. Because, you know, if you're not pulling your weight or holding up your end of the Mm -hmm. weights, then it is going to It's good to help others, but not at the expense of yourself. Yeah. You need to make sure that you take care of yourself. Because there's been sometimes playing with newer people or, I don't know, you're playing a game with people and you're like... Right. And you want to go out of your way to make sure that they have the best experience ever so that you fall over yourself to make sure that they have the best time ever. And then maybe I don't absorb essence. Yeah. And maybe I just like... You but know, then you realize, you know, I'm sucking better, my presence on the board. <laughs> it's better for them to get the truest experience You're by right. not having everything taken away. Yeah. You know. And it's hard for me to swallow that pill sometimes. But yeah. that is I something. Because it. it's fun to play serpent with someone. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can see this spirit at their fullest potential because serpent's booning them. But yeah. then I am not giving serpent any credit or justice. Mm. So that is what I'm working on. I understand solo serpent really well. They're really fun. <laughs> but yeah, multiplayer spirits with serpent, I'm definitely trying to improve on. Okay. Right on. Thanks. So my next one, Wildfire. What? Wait, what? The list of spirits I have here aren't spirits I currently misunderstand. Some of them, maybe more so than others, but maybe ones that I have misunderstood. Okay, gotcha. And in this case, this is one that I misunderstood. When it came to Wildfire, my defense-first mindset really got in the way here. (laughs) No defense As well as not knowing how to handle an attacker that relies heavily on range zero abilities. Mm. So I tried to brute force make the spirit work and leaned way too heavily on Blight Policing. (laughs) So when I'm looking at them, I'm like, okay, so they place presence and they place Blight at the same time. Is there like a way that I can like get not not do (laughs) that? that optional but it's not not optional so i'm like okay i don't know how this is gonna work i don't know where the nuance and the tact comes in i'll figure all that out later so i'm just gonna all right let's just go for it it feels weird but let's just go all in baby jump in yeah so with my initial plays with them i leaned as far away as i could from blight and like i just said i then oversteered to the other side of the scale and bladed way too much (laughs) (laughs) gotta find that balance And so for the longest time, I just couldn't see how you can play this character without flipping the blight card. (laughs) And that was like, like we said many times, downward spiral, memory fades, score being bad, blight was bad. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how the heck am I supposed to play this spirit, quote unquote, successfully if success doesn't mean flipping that blight card without doing so with this character? Honestly, I just needed to play with them more. Also, I needed to lean into that right innate burned land regrows Mm. so much more. And it was here that I learned an important lesson. I thought I needed to find as many fire elements as I could. When in truth, what I actually needed was plant. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do need fire, but you need fire and plant. You see, I understood half of who they are. Mm. My assumption was coming in that they are fire, they are damage, they are death, they are devastation. Yes, but they are also growth. They are healing. They are repair as well. If you look on the back of their board where it talks about their lore, it says they are a spirit of natural destruction. And renewal Mm. after destruction. You see, I had made the subconscious assumption that they were nothing but attacks. 
yes, I read the back of their board, but thematically, it just didn't click with me for some reason for a while. I mean, they are fire. (laughs) Out of all the elements, fire is the most dangerous. It's the element of aggression, of offense, of destruction. However, if you lean into fire, you will not have the best time because you need to lean into fire and plant. Because fire is half of who they are. Mm -hmm. They're also a spirit of plant. But when you look at their artwork, that is not what you see. You hear fire. You see fire. And yet, in order to make Firestorm work wonders, you need plant. Yeah. You need plant to open up Firestorm since levels 1 and 2 require plant to even trigger. But you also need plant to use your right innate. That's not something I've often thought about is how you need plant for Firestorm. Well, they don't look like they need it. Right. You see fire on the back of their cards, their avatar picture, their board, their bouncing around. You don't see plant. No. You don't feel that thematic. It's mechanically that you feel Mm -hmm. the plant and that they aren't just fire exclusively. Remember when I said how sometimes I thought someone should mechanically or thematically behave differently? Wildfire. There it is. Yep. I got half of it. I got the fire part. I didn't get the plant part. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't get the plant. The thing that I misunderstood was who they are. I treated them as fire, but they are fire and plant. Once this concept sank into my brain and I saw how much I needed plant, my gameplay improved significantly. Mm-hmm. We saw when that. you get the burned glander groves level two, you're removing blight so easily. A turn three onwards, make sure you get that fire up top and bottom on your track, and then from then on, you can then go and remove a blight every single turn and make yeah. sure that you apply other tactful things like we've described in the past. I'm not going to go into crazy, but I'm telling you that those lessons I learned came from after I made this mental adjustment. Once I saw that, that's how I learned that they are actually the best blight remover in the game. That's mm-hmm. how I learned that you can have this dance floor and then you keep your dance floor managed. Yeah. Before, I was going everywhere. I was going crazy, but I didn't think about the plant. I thought <laughs> about the fire. And so that was what it took for me to understand wildfire and actually get better with them. That's that was so the cool. hurdle. Yeah. That, that was, was a hurdle. big one. In seeing you, because we've been playing for years, how defensive and clean mm. board you were to now just be so proficient with wildfire is such a cool journey to witness yeah. from the third person perspective. It's literally such a backwards character yeah. from what from what you originally <laughs> played as started how with, we yeah. started where you like taught the game to me yeah much in the same vein to you picking wildfire a spirits that it took me a long time was shadows mm. i don't know if you have shadows <laughs> no okay if- <laughs> i just understand that they suck <laughs> ah, no 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 <laughs> Lies, lies, deceit. But that was me, Ryan. That was me. That was me. See, if, There's nothing to misunderstand there. Y'all, y'all, if you want to talk about me misunderstanding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go back, listeners. Oh, go back to the old episodes. Yeah. I got some bad takes, some mean takes. Yeah, some. I was the one to encourage you towards shadow. You were no, for sure, exactly. I was the one who yeah. told you not to give up on them. Yeah, ex- no, I know. I was the one dogging them. Like I go back and listen to some of those old episodes. Like, oh man, John, you just don't get it. And you now just don't look know. how far you've came. <laughs> it is cool. No, I'm serious. Yeah, in the exact same way that you just said for me with wildfire, it's how different that was. The exact opposite. Look at how yep. different it is for you. It was 
so bad for me, Ryan. We're opening up now. Yeah. Listeners know, you know, me and Laura made our own custom tokens for the spirits. And that was really fun, especially during COVID. We had to stay inside. And when lockdown was really happening, we would just draw and make those shrinky dinks. And it was really cool. It was a great activity for Laura and I. See, we have a good marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Also, no joke, check our Instagram to see all these custom tokens. They're so cool. It is cool. And it was a lot of fun to do. Here's how bad it got with me and Shadows. I legit got mad how good Shadows presence tokens came out. <laughs> word for word, here's what I said. Well, that's a waste. No one's ever going to play them. Why do I care that these actually look cool? What, what a waste of time. Yeah. What a waste that they actually look like a, a flickering flame. That's how I was just like, man, I wish lightnings turned out better than Shadows type of thing. Right. Um, I'm going to see those ones. Because I'm going to play those all the time. <laughs> so obviously this opinion's changed. <laughs> and they are really cool. And they are really cool. The tokens. Oh yeah, the tokens. But the spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to like track with all the games we played. Mm. Might be one of my most played spirits at this mm. point. Which is crazy like what we're talking about. Especially mm. you've been following the show for a long time. Mm. I think a big part, because you're like, so what made the switch? You know, how did you switch on Wildfire? What was that change? Yeah. When we did the Fun Five, it was after the Aspect series, and then we started talking about the Fun Five. What are your five favorite things? Mm -hmm. I said the Spirit Aspects. Really cool. They really struck a chord with me. Yeah. And that is what changed my opinion on the Spirit. It made me relook at the Spirit, because we had to do the Aspect series. Yeah. We were looking at them. I was playing some games. They've changed the Spirit so much now. I even love playing Base Shadows, because I've just found such a joy out of playing the spirit as a whole control and fear have become like my bread and butter yes i really liked lightning offense was fun it is fun to blow things up as a new player but now i just having control we all know i love finder mm-hmm. and river and then fear has become really Man, cool I can too see where it came from yeah That's crazy i think another cool thing with shadows that i didn't appreciate before are the range boosts that you can mm. or the range cheats whatever you want yeah. to call them it's become my favorite parts of the spirits. Thematically, it's super creepy and cool. You know, the shadow engulfing the island or the flames flickering in the campfire. Like, mm. it's, it's a really cool thematically. And mechanically, mm. the possibilities are pretty endless. There are a lot of range zero cards that are strong cards that are no longer restricted to the origin land they came from. They don't have to be played in the land that you're in at range zero. Base shadows can target any land with Dahan. Mm-hmm. Reach shadows can target any land, mm-hmm. just period. Amorphous can move around like mist. can literally teleport. Teleport to <laughs> lands with Dahan. Even foreboding can stretch two lands away and any powers you use can target this land. Mm. So that has been so cool to like see that really change my opinion. Oh, I can do so many cool things, mm. so many powers. This is range one. Now it can be range 10. Doesn't matter. Seriously. Wherever I want it to go, if I'm playing reach or even base, I can target this land with Dahan. Yeah. So that has been just a totally different mindset. But then there's madness. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Range? Here we go. No range. You get strife now with madness shadows. You are no longer the shadows dancing around the campfires. You are limited to land you grew to. So, okay, I know the aspects are supposed to bring a new fold or bring something new to the table, new flavor, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah. 
but madness, man, it, it doesn't <laughs> click with me. I understand what they're trying to do. I honestly, I feel like I'm old man yelling at the clouds. Like, we're back in my day. You know, shadows had range. <laughs> For me, the spirit loses a lot when the range buffs are removed. And he- we had one less blind. We only had two blind per player, and shadows could target to Han. And monsters. <laughs> More than eight fear. That's how I feel like sometimes. <laughs> Again, I'm aware, like Thunderspeaker, I'm aware that Madness Shadows can be good. People post yeah. England's six victories or high-level adversary, like specifically Madness Shadows. Yeah, there can, you go. Yeah. Can do cool things. I'm still working my way to understand that aspect. Yeah. So it's like, it's twofold. I used to hate Shadows, or it's threefold. I love Shadows now. I love mm. a lot of their aspects. Madness, I'm still coming around now. I know there's a lot of like Madness mains who yeah. play mostly only Madness. Teach me. Send me things. Teach me your ways. Help me. I know you just got to lean into the major powers. You don't play as many cards because Strife is now your defense. It's almost like an Earth where it's like your presence bring mm-hmm. defense with them. So it's just a different... I had to warp to originally like Shadows and I had to warp again. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am with Shadows. I love playing them, but people are like, what about Madness? I'm just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an aspect. <laughs> that's one of them. That's, that's one of the three. Or, well, sorry, one of the four. It really is surprising as something so little can actually do so much for them. Yeah, honestly, like what reach, just simple reach can mm-hmm. do. Seriously, one strife. Oh, that's true. One strife. It's, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get on board. When you jump into a land that has an explore and a town and you strife it, the town is covered. You're fine. That's true. And that can snowball strangely into like actually really good progress with them. And this is why I keep bringing up Earth. It feels like Earth where that placing of presence is your card play. Yeah. So maybe I don't need three card plays mm. because my third one is that sacred site that Earth has or that strife that right. Shadows is placing. But you got to be smart with it because you can only do it once. You can only do it once. You can't play multiple strife. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm figuring it out, but it's definitely an adjustment mm-hmm. so far. But it has been cool, like you with Wildfire, how I dogged this spirit, and now I play them so much. Mm. So it is cool to see us change, grow, become better, different players. The first impression doesn't have to be the last. Ooh, I like that. So, yeah. Wildfire yeah. and Shadows. So that's the why ocean. I bring up Shadows. <laughs> We're working on Ocean, right? <laughs> and I'm working on Honestly, madness. honestly, using the word hate is much for comedy. Right. I just, it's more like a, I'm not enthusiastic with them. I'm not proficient with them. I'm not eager to bring them to the table because of the sour. Yeah. You saw the that sour, taste the, in your mouth. Yeah. Who's next for you? I, I had a fun realization a moment ago. We were imitating the old farts, you know, complaining yeah. about. <laughs> Basically, I look at events at like the same way that old people look at cell phones. What are these blast things? We never had to worry about these <laughs> new contraptions. Life was simpler without <laughs> ruin everything. <laughs> what do you mean a choice event? <laughs> What is this out paste? Don't do a paste. Too fast. Okay, this might be on yours. I don't know. Okay. But it's time to once again talk about vengeance. Vengeance is on mine. It's kind of my asterisk one, like my fourth plus one. So it's kind of my fifth one. Yeah. All right. So similar to Wildfire, my misunderstanding here was how to play them without flipping the play card. Dude. (laughs) Which honestly is just an extension of 
the question, how do I play them better? (laughs) (laughs) They're just so dramatically different from anything I've played before. So honestly, a big one. Simply not correctly doing their special rule, the terror of a slowly unfolding plague, was a biggie. Mm. It reads, when disease would prevent a build on a board with your presence, you may let the build happen, removing no disease, and if you do so, remove one fear. Okay, sounds pretty straightforward, right? gain of fear, yeah. Here's what I misinterpreted. When disease would prevent a build... On a board. Board? With your presence. Not land? Yeah. So. (laughs) Zoinks. I thought, for whatever reason, I was treating this as if I had to be in the land. (laughs) Right. In order to do it. No, it is the board. That's a common misconception. You just have to be on the board. I could have been getting a lot more fear out there. And this oversight definitely altered my perception of them being a good fear generator. Right? Sorry. Sorry, Ray. Yikes. (laughs) You just just need to have the presence on that board not the specific Uh, land okay and another thing remember when i said it felt really strange to do spamming repeats of the same thing over and over again another thing that felt weird for me a lot was doing nothing doing nothing sometimes and letting yourself get hit (laughs) felt weird but if it means hitting harder with cards ready in your hand for your next turn with higher levels of innates That's fine by me. Growing fast is what's important, and that is not something that I feel is as urgent for other spirits as it is for vengeance. I feel like it's okay to struggle with this, because they are the only spirit that actively wants to die. Yeah, right. So, that is strange. And not just the death thing, but literally, I'm not going to play much. I'm not going to play cards, I'm just going to sit here. What? You are setting the table. How can that be valuable? And of course, you know, we've spoken to this a little bit in other places. And when we get to spirit analysis, we'll really talk about this. But just that whole gameplay style. Lightning, play no cards your first turn. What? Huh? Oh, we'll talk about it. There are some people that do that. Yeah. It's just weird. And that was a big deal. Simply not understanding some of their rules. It's funny how not understanding the basics of how they work can get in really the way with the not spirit. playing yeah. them well. <laughs> wow. I had just simply realized that I had accidentally really put a big parking brake on that spirit. Speaking of rules and just understanding the spirits and unlearning things, I think the spirit is basically the definition of unlearning a lot. At the moment, I'd say so. I have a question for you. Uh Uh-oh. When do you introduce someone to this spirit? Especially if they're newer. If they're newer, It's like, oh, remember all that stuff I taught you about Blight? Don't worry about it. (laughs) You know? I would probably hold off on a while. I would, too. And that's nothing against... Like, this is a strong spirit. This is a good spirit. Fractured or Starlight, I would recommend first. Yeah. Or at least before Vengeance. I'm thinking our gaming meta. Our game group meta. Yeah, it was our game group especially. And even in a general game group, I would probably do Vengeance last. Because, you see, Starlight is crazy weird because they can do so much. But the thing about Vengeance is they actively do one of the things I told you you shouldn't do. (laughs) You shouldn't blight. We shouldn't be putting this on the board. We lose because of this. I also like to say that it's okay to do a little bit, but, you know, when people hear that this is a lost condition, okay, now go spam it. Yeah. Wait. What? Now it's good? 
Now, some people have played games where there are berserker mechanics, where, oh, your character's damage goes up the less health they have. Right, or, or the more rage you have, or whatever. Right, so we recently just played Apex, which is actually a really fun, in my opinion anyway, deck-building game all about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets to play dinosaurs, you get to evolve and improve your stats and whatnot. And I was playing the Carnotaurs, okay. which were really fun. And one of their gameplay mechanics is when you get bad wound cards affliction cards into your hand that usually hurt you. Carnotaurs, though, they have characters, they have dinosaurs that you can play that says, oh, Berserker, this dude literally does more damage and gets stronger the more affliction cards you have. So in that case... Players can be accustomed to this gameplay style, Mm -hmm. and maybe they can look at Vengeance, and if they've played games like Apex or the plethora of other games that have this kind of gameplay style. Right, Berserker. That's just what I'm calling it, by the way. You may call it something else. You may have heard it under another term. Just taking something that's bad and doing something good with it. Some people may come from games where that's a thing. Yeah. And so Vengeance to that player, I might suggest. Or, yeah, it's fine. You can go play as them. You know, you know. your friends. You know your game group. Yeah. If someone, like you said, knows mm-hmm. us or likes the style. You're a Wendigo main from yeah. Village Attacks. Hurt yourself to change dice values. Sure. Perfect. Let's do it. Play Vengeance. Yep. So, once again, depends on the person, but generally, I wouldn't recommend it. I would wait a little bit. I would wait a lot of it. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, generally. What I've struggled with this spirit, and I've been having fun, I play Vengeance for Blitz. Like, I'm not saying I don't like this spirit. I definitely misunderstood Vengeance in the past. One thing I'm still working around is I feel that this dance, you know, we always talk about the blight dance, and Mm -hmm. you toe the line or whatever, walk that fine line. I think it's different than the other Blight Spirits. Mm. You brought Wildfire. You still have an innate that can heal with Mm. Wildfire. Stone pulls Blight from the box, not the card. Yep. Volcano Blight Spirit doesn't need Blight as Badlands because they can just straight up make Badlands. Yeah. Type of thing. I know they have their innate, but, you know, you can do little explosions, not always Blights. You can spam Badlands without it being a lost condition. Yeah. (laughs) You You don't lose to too many Badlands. So with Vengeance, you don't have the healing nature. You don't have pulling from the box. You don't yeah. have Badlands. Blight are your Badlands. Yeah. So if you fully embrace it... There's the, no way out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Potentially. You, you could burn yourself. Yeah. So there is... I'm like, okay, I'm fully on board, 100%. Oh, no, did I embrace it too much? Did I go too crazy? Right. Yes, we lost to Blight. So mm-hmm. that is my struggle. I'm still working through yeah. that balance. Because you don't have that safety net maybe Wildfire has. Like, guys, I can heal this turn. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Vengeance doesn't have that option. Well, here's another thing, too. Like, Vengeance also needs Blight more than Wildfire does, I think. Yeah. Because Wildfire, yes, uses Blight for some targeting powers, but... At some point, Wildfire can get rid of Blight and be okay. Mm-hmm. Vengeance needs that Blight to stay there because these attacks that do one damage are not good enough for how many people are on the field right now. Sure. I need seven damage attacks or something. So I need the bonus damage. I need the Blight. I need both of them. I need all three of them in this one land. Because like... Blight's easier to get than disease, I think. Right. So what I'm saying is not only can you not get rid of them naturally, you actually, with your gameplay style, want them to linger longer yeah. than than wildfire and you want more blight out there than wildfire does i am aware that because you can hear the vengeance mains like they can skip ravages like i know there's ways i know the dance can be done mm. to not blight out the island 
I just got to get better at that dance. I just got to get better at that dance. Yep. So it is my asterisk because I'm not like completely fooled. Yeah, I mean, you did a really good game with them with Blitz. Yeah, and we're both getting better with the Blitz. we didn't flip the blight card. We didn't flip the blight card. So like, it is not impossible. But yeah, I still see myself having a ways to go. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Yeah. I 100% agree. For my next one, it is our good old resident freaky tiki Bowden. What? Bringer! <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Bowden stands for Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares. So this one was an early misunderstanding okay. that thankfully I moved on from. The question was, how do I get around the whole not losing us the game <laughs> since I can't kill anyone mm-hmm. thing? <laughs> Nothing's leaving the board. Honestly, either spam defense and Dahan cards or, and this wasn't something that I was usually at that time conditioned with familiarity or proficiency with doing, and that is... Go top track and go for majors early. (laughs) This was really odd for me at first because I generally don't go for majors super early. Mm -hmm. And I usually have more fun having a minors and bottom track focus with most spirits. You do. You know, people talk about bottom track, top track. Usually, I think what people do is they say bottom track or top track when they say they're focusing on one. If they literally mean nothing but, they'll say pure okay. bottom track and pure top track. That's just something I've seen. Mm-hmm. There was someone who asked a question recently. I think it was on the Reddit. They were talking about, like, what do you mean by saying top track or bottom track? Which is an honest question. Which is an honest question. Yeah. I honestly believe that when someone says top track, they mean they focus on top track, but maybe they dabble with bottom. Yeah. They don't mean exclusively. Same with bottom track. If I say I go bottom track, I mean I usually do bottom track focus, but I sometimes will fraternize with the top track. When we say top track bringer we mean pure (laughs) and you will see people say that pure top track or pure bottom track that means literally nothing else yeah in truth yes i am bottom track favored honestly in truth i am a supporter of hybrid which is a little bit of both Mm -hmm. and who and what and when and where and why literally depends that man the answer to that question is like seven hours it completely depends yeah but generally i'm a hybrid track player but i usually love going for the minor focus builds because i just have more fun with that with bowden (laughs) who cares about minors (laughs) when you look at the top track versus bottom track it's like uh, yeah, the most appealing stake ever and the most, in comparison, <laughs> bland, two, dry, two, 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 two three, <laughs> three, any. <laughs> and the any element is nice, but guess what? You get the any element at the same time at the top track as you would for the bottom track. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens all throughout while you're getting to that any element? You're getting... A lot more than getting, just two, two, yeah, two, two, <laughs> two, two. Top track, you're getting more energy, yep. more elements. Top track is just yeah. so great. And so for me, it wasn't a usual gameplay style to go for majors that early and to go top track exclusively. Right. Hey, that's another thing I shouldn't have mentioned. Present track placement focusing. Mm. It felt weird and wrong to only ever do one and not the other. Like, pure. Mm -hmm. Feels kind of weird. That said, bottom track keeper is... uh, Nice. <laughs> I, th- that has been more fun. There's been a lot of talk more about like bottom track keeper. And yes, get that out there. Yeah, yes. I like it. Yes. It's almost like, oh, is this what keeper's supposed to be like? <laughs> Not just like spamming majors, two majors the whole game and winning. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about, about that, that later. Time. Spirit analysis <laughs> or whatever. I'm just saying, bottom track keeper, I'm a supporter. My next one. Is this your last one? And my last one. Okay. Starlight! Hey! <laughs> when and where? <laughs> I just want to bring up the spirit because it's good with beginners! 
This whole thing was about it. It all became part of the plan. John Seeker revenge. It's He's perfect. Like, round two. It's perfect for Rankin. He's got a steely gaze in his eyes. He's got the fortitude, the drive, the passion. He's just ready to get when back to Dark and Starlight. Get out. You are no longer required. That's funny. All right. Seriously though, Starlight is a weird one. I've talked about whether it's too complex. Go back and listen to earlier episodes for that one. Mm -hmm. I think my misunderstanding comes from knowing when to choose Starlight in a game. Yeah. And when I actually do play Starlight, not just evolve into the meme casino only, (laughs) no reclaim builds. (laughs) I feel as if that term actually is used a lot, Casino Starlight. We've actually used it a few times. Do you mind actually describing what, in essence, Casino Starlight is? I believe it is... You're at the casino and you are at the slots and you're just mm. pulling and whatever comes up and then you recycle and pull a new thing of slots, see what fruit pops up. I think it's very similar to the new reclaim build. It is usually like full steam ahead and just pulling new powers and every turn's different. So it's diving through the power decks, just seeing what the heck can we find. Let's see what happens. Bet all on black type okay. of thing. It could work. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best build. Yeah. All right. Another analogy. When I play Starlight, I feel like I am a person who's dating someone, but still not over their ex. Oh, okay. I'm going to, all right. Um, Interesting. I think I see where you're going. Say you're going on dates okay. w- with the person, and you're hanging out with this new person. You're spending all this time with them, and sure. it's fun, and you're having a good, decent time. Uh-huh. But while you're out doing all these things, you're thinking of how much fun you had with your ex, or maybe oh. how much more fun you had at the ball game, or... I had a better time with River. <laughs> you do control Starlight, but River... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm having sure. fun on this date, but maybe... Sure. There was one game where I created a pretty decent build of Starlight. I focus a lot on the Earth elements uh-huh. and that defensive build that you can do with Starlight to defend five yeah. with Starlights. But honestly, I was thinking to myself, like, I've had more fun with Might Earth yeah. or Downpour. Mm. trickster so yeah i'm trying to no honestly i think that is a seriously powerful emotion this was fun to get here it was fun but here i've done better as someone else someone else you know more memorable with someone else type of thing starlight still feels a little bit off brand to me okay and sometimes i'm just never truly happy with my finished build quote unquote okay yeah i look back and i'm like man i like i was saying early on i wish i'd done things differently i wish that i permanently locked this element instead or i wish Mm. i would have went sun instead of earth but i can't change earth because it's stuck there Mm. i wish i had done this growth option why didn't do the make a power fast why didn't i do reclaim half or you know like why didn't i pick these options Mm. so i end up with a game even if i've won i'm like uh this could have gone better if I had done this. Mm, yeah. And I know that's like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. But for Starlight, for some reason, I really do so much hindsight looking. Mm. Even after a win, it's just like, man, but I could have optimized this better mm-hmm. had I known this. So, I don't know. It's just like one of those things and you get stuck in the now. We talked about that. Like, this land's going to blight now, so I need to react now. And with Starlight, sometimes you're like, cool, I'll go defense, I'll go earth. Mm. But now a few turns later, I need offense to get rid of everything. Sure. I'm really stuck on all these earth elements. I hope I pull the right cards. Do you see where I'm going? It's like sometimes I get locked in where I don't want to be locked in. Yeah. So I really like Starlight. Also, the choice. You have a choice to be anything. So how do I know when I'm getting ready to make a choice, is this the right one? It feels like a trap sometimes. But I could do anything. But I'm wasting time that I don't commit to something. Yeah. Is this the right call? 
Uh, and then it ends up maybe not being the right It's call. like Runaway Bride kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I want to commit to this. It's the rest of my life. I'm afraid of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel with Starlight. Okay. And even yeah, after no, that. I see it. Yeah, after that commitment. So I know people dedicate their Spirit Island playing to only Starlight. And yeah. I know there are some really cool, fun mm. builds that you can make work. And you don't have to be so reactionary, as we're saying. Mm. You're like, oh, you can just do a water build and it'll always work or something. Mm. So I am trying to learn, like we're saying, learn from other people, the community, from guides. I don't think it's, like, too complex for me. And I'm mm. not trying to, like, boost myself up. It's just I am not at the level where I'm, like, happy or enjoying my builds after I'm mm. done with Starlight. So trying to work That's through fair. that. And that was my last one. Okay. So my asterisk one, it's one of those things where it's like I'm resuming that emotion that I said before with spamming certain things or playing in a way that I feel this can't be right, right? Right. But I kind of don't mind because it usually works out okay. (laughs) So it's lightning. What? No matter what happens, honestly, I usually get myself into a reclaim loop. Hey, there it is. The only thing that changes from game to game when I play as them is how long it takes me to delay that eventuality. (laughs) (laughs) Reclaim. Reclaim. So I have a question mark next to the spirit because I haven't exactly moved on from this standpoint. (laughs) Basically where I currently am with the spirit. And Ryan is still at this standpoint. No improvement. (laughs) Unless someone at the table helps me with my energy or reclaims or power cards or proliferation or card play or elements back to proliferation (laughs) i will usually get in that loop and usually that loop is quite damaging or effective on the board state so i kind of don't mind (laughs) but i still feel clumsy when it happens yeah but this doesn't happen nearly as much with other characters as it does with lightning so um (laughs) lightning feels almost exclusive where like you're saying reclaiming every single term might be the best option yeah but that doesn't feel yeah. right. I remember when I was so intoxicated by six card play because I remembered I really liked Ooh, card play. Yeah. And I'm like, once you have four or five, you need what six? really is yeah. having 20 card play or 30 mm. or 10 or something crazy? Like, yeah. oh, it's having even more. Like, you can do a lot. Three to five, I mean, with your innates. Do you really need more than that? Like, no. And so, like, I actually started looking at that as kind of like a detriment, because now how big is my hand? It's late game, and I have nine cards. Cool. Six. Well, I have three for my next turn. I guess I'm reclaiming. Um, okay. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, 100%. there's a designation with, like, well, just because I have this capability of playing this many cards doesn't mean I really should or that have to. That's an interesting one. I didn't think of lightning in that way, but I totally see your point. Well, this is why it's weird because I'm like, how do I change from constantly getting in the reclaim loop? There has to be a better way. Well, that's making the assumption that something wrong or bad is happening. I'm usually doing really good damage on those reclaim loops. Yeah. <laughs> like, really good. I found cool cards that help people or blow stuff up. And you're triggering Thundering Destruction, which is a strong innate. But I didn't get it all the way leveled up. It's like two away from leveled up or one away from leveled up. I mean, I'm still capping cities. Yeah. That wins games. Yeah. <laughs> so it's weird. Do you see what's weird? Like, yeah. um, It feels wrong. It feels clumsy and weird. Yeah. But... But you're winning. I'm winning usually with it. <laughs> so I don't mind? Like, yeah. It's weird. That so I didn't know weird. what to that, do. I like that asterisk. That's so true. Do you know something that's kind of weird? When I looked at the spirits who I either still struggle with understanding or I misunderstood, mm-hmm. it was ocean. It was wildfire. It was Vengeance. It was Bowden. They were on the Game Changers list. 
Oh. <laughs> How strange for me that I struggled with the game changers. Well, they do just... And that was no joke. Completely unrelated. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sure you With the recording it, yeah. schedule, mm-hmm. it may sound like these series are close to each other. They were not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, my word. Oh, my word. They... Yes, check. Wildfire ven- Vengeance, check. Yeah. Nightmare, check. Like, it, what the heck? That heavily warping of the game <laughs> was really different it, for me. It throws you for a loop. Throws it, everyone. Uh, apparently, it threw me for a loop. Yeah, it throws everyone. And so. I guess I was ready for that loop by the time Fractured and Starlight came. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you are literally waiting, like, <laughs> years. just years. Studying their boards. Pouring over yeah. their boards. Yeah. And then the moment they come out, I, like, know exactly how to play them. Or at least I feel as if I have a very good chance. But that had been years that you were into the sure. game. We had started yeah. the podcast by uh, then. Entirely yeah. different context. Yeah. Entirely different context. So that's there. funny, though, how it lined up. Yeah. Mine did not line up. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to land the plane with a thesis with all of this, what happens? What do I actually do? I like to actually provide some sort of application because a lot of people are looking for an answer when they're like, no, what do you actually do? Okay, well, let me talk about the mindset of the, no, no, I mean, like, what do you actually do? Okay, well, one thing that's nice to know, no, like, what do you actually do? Mm-hmm. If I had to try to formulize something, it's not going to be as definitive of a single answer as you're probably going to want to hear. But remember to not care about perfection so much. Do what you can do to do what you feel is best in the moment. Mm. Take some hits, look for cards, talk to your teammates, and keep an open mind. Perfect. That's perfect. That's how we end it. I don't know what your situation needs. Look for a card, and we've said it before in the past. Honestly, I don't think I ever would have used this card to try to solve this problem. But mm-hmm. one time I was forced to, because if I didn't, we were going to lose in two turns. And turns out you can use it with this and this fluke thing, and it yeah. works. And sometimes we did this, and we lost. Okay, try again. Yeah, being okay with losing, or potentially losing. Yeah. In so many of our level 6 adversaries here, we thought we were going to lose. <laughs> in, in Russia, we did. So it, there's so many Hello, times... England. Yeah, they were like, oh, let's just scrap this and start over. The best thing about that night was Laura's popcorn. Yeah. It was great, dude. That was good popcorn. (laughs) She made some mean popcorn. But yeah, just being okay with the potential of losing. And like you said, don't try and play perfect. Who knows what will happen? Because Mm. in a turn, like you said, we won. Whoa. Mm. What? What? And just what? Yeah. And that is the feeling that I love about this game. Coming from behind, knocking their teeth and be like, this is my island now. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So yeah, I hope you understand when it comes to Ocean, because, you know, now I'm feeling so vulnerable that I said that, and I'm like, it's usually for comedy that we embellish with sensationalist dialogue, Mm -hmm. with words of, oh, I hate them, or whatnot. No, I don't. That's usually for, like I mean, Laura spent like 20 minutes crapping on how many spirits, so don't (laughs) don't worry about it. (laughs) It's just, it's legitimately on me to handle my biases against them and my misgivings. It's actually me, not them. Yeah. (laughs) I have to realize that I got to get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. And recently I've, you know, it's like, okay, it's time for me to get off this and just, yeah. And And you have been playing Ocean. Yep. So I'm seeing that you're making that effort. And I've had fun with them. I'm not kidding with that. Jeff and John and John and (laughs) Kalen can attest to this. I'm not making this up, but yeah. I hope you all appreciate this. This felt strange. 
to open up like this. But I really appreciate super vulnerable. Yeah, Oof. but I think that honestly, that's good. Okay, I think honestly, it's good to challenge yourself like that. So thank you, Timothy. Yeah, thank- seriously, <laughs> was that Tim- what you were expecting? Timothy TG, <laughs> thank you for this, <laughs> and thanks for all of you. We're already starting to get comments yeah. pouring in. Oh my I word! Can we just yeah. read them? Get into them? A lot yep. of people voting. It's mm. going to be great. The community response. Yep. Woo. No, I'm seriously super excited for this. This may have been a one-shot topic, but it may have been one of the coolest one-shots that surprisingly came out of nowhere and how crucial it was to do, to reiterate, to think about, to just chew on. I think this is going to be a cool series. Me too. Me too, buddy. All righty. Well, with with all of that said, and boy, that that was a lot, (laughs) we will catch you all on the flippity flip. Peace out. We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Feel free to interact with us on our socials. You can catch us on our Facebook or Instagram, as well as BoardGameGeek, Reddit, and Discord. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes early as well as our private Discord. Links to all those will be in the description of this episode. Have a great one, and may the elements be ever in your favor.